on today's show. Hey, what's up? Actor. He had a big hit TV show. Big hit TV show. He's been in movies. Perpetual sex symbol. Good looking, handsome man. And star of Big Shot. That's John Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos. Marianne. John Stamos. He's got a new TV show, and it's good. I really like it. Today on The Howard Stern Show. Yours truly. I know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Damn. All right, quiet down now, OJ. I'm trying to talk. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying, you know. I mean, or should I say Nordberg? <laughs> you know. Woo. Very good. Great way to start the show with OJ and uh, a little bit of. Um, JD with his laugh. Yeah, maybe we should just add, I mean, OJ to the show. Right. Just have him be one of the co-hosts. The juice is loose on my show. The juice. Look look out. Hey, juice. We have enough props, right? OJ could be here every day. I would love to. Who is the comedian that said, uh, I never said juice in my life, but then when I saw OJ, I all of a sudden, like, hey, juice. We did that bit. Arsenio. It was Arsenio, that's right. It's a great bit. Arsenio goes like, you know, I, I, you know, he was all angry about OJ, blah, 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 blah. And then he sees OJ, he's like, hi, Juice. <laughs> it does catch you uh, sometimes by surprise. You see somebody and you forget all about what they do and or what they're accused of. Yeah, or you, or you go, remember and you just juice. go, I'm not going to fuck with this guy. You're like, you know, hey, Juice. Okay, bye. He's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden you see the size of the guy. You're like, oh, hi, sir. It's me, How yours you, truly. Damn. Like, I really do wonder, like, how would I handle if I ran into Donald Trump? I really despised what he's been doing. Um, but, you know, the guy was a friend. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to become president and be a shitty one. I, I You know, I thought... I mean, beyond shitty. I mean, wanting to, like, sort of be a dictator and trying to even rig the election. I mean, the whole thing was crazy. The whole four years, it was insane. Well, but it's I, still happening. It's not like right. it's gone it's away. not over. I, exactly. And, and so, like, if I ran into him, would I be like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Or, like, oh, fuck you. You know, I don't know. It'd be, you, know. you don't know. That's a shame. No. No, because it's like what Arsenio said. It's like, you know. You th- I can yeah. tell you, I'd be like, hey, dude, you know, screw off. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, hi, OJ. <laughs> hi, Juice. Well, I hope at some, at some point you'd get over your hi, Juice thing and say what you really feel. <laughs> well, I don't know that it would be appropriate for me to, like, sit down and go, okay, man. You know, like, if I was passing by him and go, all right, man, let me, let me tell you how I really feel. You know, I don't I'm know. Well, I don't know how I I'd mean, react. at some point, let him know that 
you know, what he did wasn't okay, even after you say, hi, Juice, it wasn't okay that you killed those two people. Right. Jimmy, hi, 45. Cool. <laughs> oh, my God. You know. Because, you know, we actually had that O.J. moment when O.J. stuck his head in the door. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't. He was just O.J. back then. No, he had already been accused of domestic violence. Oh, a number but you and I did. Oh, my God. I did. Oh, you did? I, did. I didn't know. And I'm sitting there smiling like a Cheshire cat because O.J. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right you did. <laughs> You don't need to be on OJ's radar as a woman who is uh, angry with him. That's right. Stacy. You never know. But I told you on the air my Woody Allen story, right? No. I? Oh, I never did? No. Oh, okay. I'll forget it then. Well, wait a minute. Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> I really don't have one. I was just checking to see if you were yeah. interested. I am interested in any Woody story you have. I was in the Meanwhile. elevator with Woody at one time at Madison Square Garden. Right. He and Suni piled in. So I piled in, too. Right. And people were talking. There was somebody who talked to O.J., uh, O.J., Woody. And <laughs> Woody didn't know who he was. And Suni's trying to whisper to him <laughs> who he's talking to. And he couldn't hear a thing. It was just sad because her voice kept getting louder and louder, trying to tell Woody who he was talking to. And Woody's just like, who is he? Who is he? Why is he bothering me? <laughs> That's like when my parents saw Jim Carrey in the... My Jim Carrey was temporarily living in my building in Manhattan when he was filming some movie. He didn't actually uh -huh. live there. They they rented him a room or so, you know, rented him an apartment. And... uh my parents were in the elevator, and my my mother was my mother goes, oh no, my father first goes. We're all in the elevator together, and I know Jim, and I'm like talking to him. And my father goes, while I'm trying to talk to Jim, my father goes, yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> my mother goes, who is it? And I'm talking louder and louder, so Jim won't hear them. But they're they're talking like he's not there, like they're watching him on TV. Right. <laughs> That's the one from the the movie I watch. Who? Who is it? And I'm like, oh, dude. I was. I said, I'm sorry. You know, this is fucking weird. <laughs> this is weird. My parents are talking about you while you're like right here. Well, they're we're not even waiting. Here talking, yes. Yeah, they've gotten so old that they're talking like about who you are, and it probably didn't feel good. Like, I know who that is. I can't think of the name. <laughs> I watch him on the movie. That's uh, who is it? <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to hear that. Right. He doesn't need to know that some people don't know. Yeah, like I've been in situations where I, I think I'm pretty famous. And then I walk in and someone goes, who is that? And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of dejected. My father's Why is it also that people need to tell you, oh, I've never listened to that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. Ugh. That's who uh, the one you listen to? That's the one that played the... Moron in that movie. <laughs> Who's a moron, Howard? No, I mean, yes, but he <laughs> plays one. He's a moron with the animals. <laughs> what animals? The one where he, he talks with his butt. <laughs> oh, yes, I know who that is. Howard, who is that? What's his name? <laughs> Oh, God. 
I was in an in, in, uh, uh, airport with Hugh Jackman. Now, I wasn't saying anything to Hugh Jackman. I was sitting in a little corner of this lounge, and Hugh Jackman comes in, and he has to sit. There's no more chairs. He's sitting right in an aisle where everybody right. passes as they go get their coffee. And some oh. guy sits. Yeah, some guy sees him and sits down next to him. And says, I know who, I know you. Who are you? Very yeah. loud. Well, Hugh's like one of those actors, like, he, you know, you know, you know, he's someone famous. He's so fucking good looking, you know, and you yeah. know, you've seen him in some, but you don't, you don't recall that. And you're like, who is that? <laughs> hey, well, he's famous, I think. And who are I, you? Who, who is that? My parents don't even go up and say, who are you? They just have the conversation right in front of you. In front of you. But Jim Carrey's in an elevator. trying to quietly answer the guy's questions. And the <laughs> guy's like, yeah, what's that character you play? <laughs> yeah. I've been in that situation where people, you know, go. Like, I always thought I was very famous, but I'm not that famous. There's parts of the country I'm, I'm practically unknown because I haven't <laughs> really been on the radio there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll go to these parts of the country, which I don't anymore because I don't want to go anywhere where I'm not famous. It's not you fun. find out whether you're famous or not there before you go. Right. Like I won't <laughs> go to um, like in Texas. I'm not that famous. So I don't go. I don't go to New Mexico. You know what I mean? I don't want to go uh, anywhere where I'm not famous. I know you had a terrible time in Hawaii, even though it was beautiful. Horrible. Because like, oh, you didn't. You weren't. known. <laughs> I think there were five people who didn't. No, I had a horrible time in Hawaii because I was a little too famous. But I'm not going to go into that story. Hawaii actually turns out they're very interested in me. <laughs> well, and who I'm with. Are. Yeah. <laughs> they knew you were famous in other places. Yeah, like, like I've read about like Bruce Springsteen. There are pockets of the country he doesn't go on tour because he's just not popular there. Or Jay Giles band. I always thought they were one of the biggest bands because I grew up in the Northeast. But right. like outside of the Northeast, they weren't that big. And was like, whoa, that's fucking weird. Jay Giles band. But people are like, who's that? So, you yeah, know, every once in a while, there's a, a rock group or a big pop star, but they're regional and their music was only played in certain places. But I won't go anywhere where I'm not famous because I've been at parties where I'm not famous. People go, oh, I understand you're famous. What do you do <laughs> to be so famous? And I'm like, what? I'm going to explain to you what I do. Right. And then I start mumbling and I go, oh, I'm on the radio, you know. Oh, you're on the radio. I think I've heard of you, maybe. <laughs> hey, I heard of you, I think. You were Rick Dees, right? <laughs> no. You're Scott Shannon? No. I know. I name? miss. <laughs> He's I miss. I used to get that all the time. I was working in Washington, you know, and I was the most famous DJ in Washington. Big deal. Anytime I left Washington, I lost my superpowers. <laughs> I'd come to New York and people would tell me about Imus and my fucking blood would boil. Just boil. I just was beside myself because radio is so suck ass. You get famous in one city. You know, not even, you know, the, the reach is so local. It's like you're famous for a certain radius. You walk outside that radius, you're back to being a normal person. It's like when Superman took that. Remember that movie when he. When he when he used the red kryptonite and lost his powers, gave up his powers. Yes, I was like, I'm not leaving Washington. So I'd come home to visit my parents, and I'd see people. Like I ran into Al Bernstein, the famous announcer, and he was like, "Yeah, Imus is doing wild." Stuff. Have you have you listened to Imus lately? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Imus, I'm blowing up fucking radio." I'm Imus. 
you know, it's like, oh man, I, uh, you know, you need the kind of fame where like, like David Lee Roth hit it right. He said Van Halen was so famous that he used to go to Africa, the deepest parts of Africa, just to get away the Amazon jungle. And he would the hike. Amazon in the, is in South America. All right. Same. That's like Africa to me. So <laughs> I don't know where anything is. You know, I'm just keeping it real, real stupid. So you know. like he would go to like the Amazon, which is not in Africa, as everyone knows. But uh, David Lee Roth didn't know that. But anyway, so he, he's in the Amazon and he's hiking for days, doesn't see a person. He's feeling great because it's like he's getting away from all the craziness. And then he climbs to the top of this mountain or something that they were hiking. And he comes upon a village. And he said, he said, for really, he goes, I go into the village and it's all these natives with a loincloth, you know, the whole thing, Aboriginal, uh-huh. whatever the hell they are. They're not Aborigines either. All right, Eskimo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the right term is. <laughs> No, but their aborigines are in Australia. Right. Maybe he was in Australia. I don't know. But he comes <laughs> along and he climbs this mountain. He gets to the village and he sees one of these native types, you know. <laughs> and the guy points at him. He's like, David Lee Roth. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, 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 that's a true story. That's hysterical. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so... I just remember that whole, I don't know why we're talking about this. I don't know how we got into it, but why did we get into this? I'm trying to think. What was the thread? Hmm. I lost it. I just know I've been, well, I was talking about Jim Carrey being in the elevator with my parents. That was the best. That might've been the most unreal situation. I was like, holy shit. My parents are talking about this guy right in front of his face. It was just, and no matter how loud I talked, I couldn't drown them out. Did you introduce, you didn't bother to introduce them? Like, hey, Jim, here's my mother. No, 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 Yes. I went, um, I went uh, hoping to, you know, make the situation normal. We got, when he got in the elevator after us and I go, hey, Jim, what's going on? Um, These are my parents, uh, Ben and Ray. Just like that. You know, I didn't go, hey, and mom and dad, this is the famous Jim Carrey who's been in many movies you've seen. You know, I just said, this is no, Jim. No, you couldn't do that. No. But, I mean, so I go, this is Jim and my mom and dad. And then the conversation started. I go, hey, what are you up to? He goes, well, you know, I'm shooting a movie. And then all of a sudden you hear, I know who that is. <laughs> who is that? Who is that? I don't know who that is. It's that guy for the movie. You know who? You know him? From that movie. The, the, he climbed out of the rhinoceros asshole. <laughs> well, could Jim take some solace from the fact that your father knew every bit? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Jim didn't seem too thrilled with it because I remember he just got off and like I, I was trying to make a joke. I go, hey, you know, my parents are old. Whatever. And he's just, you know, he wasn't so happy about it. I'm sure. I mean, it's not a good feeling to be talked about like. You're and not plus there. My, yeah, my mother, and, and ne- neither of them knew his name, you know. It's like, you know, oh, shit. How famous <laughs> they never do I have to came get up you? with it. <laughs> yeah, how famous do you have to get for you two geezers to know my fucking name? <laughs> That's the one from the movie. Yeah, I, oh, he's Austin Powers. No! It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole conversation. Well, that'll, that'll keep you in check. Yeah. He's a bigger moron than Howard. 
<laughs> He's a moron. Yes. I was like, he's not a moron. He just plays one in a movie. <laughs> Maybe he's from Saturday Night Live. They don't even know that. I mean, they don't yeah. know. Hey, by I'm the sure way, they can hardly name anything at this point. You know, they don't know what they're watching. I woke up this morning, and uh, Beth said to me, "Beth got a text from a friend of ours, and said, did you hear the big news?'" I said, "So, so Beth says, do you got to hear this?'" Our friend wrote us this big news this morning on Good Morning America. Colton from The Bachelor is going to be on with Robin Roberts. He has a very big announcement to make. Are you kidding me? So I is know that today? Immediately. Yeah, that's today. So, all right. We know what you're thinking. It's <laughs> what, you know. Uh, our friend wrote, um, I have my fingers crossed for gay. <laughs> Biggest mistake you can make in life is to to announce you're going on Good Morning America with a big announcement to make. That gives everybody the right to speculate about you. That's and right. say the things they thought. This was the guy from The Bachelor who was this good-looking football player, pro football player, but was a uh, virgin. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people at the time would say, oh, he must be gay. I wouldn't say such a thing, but... Other people would say. <laughs> I think you were the head of the movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of guy is that good looking when, you know, was the star high school football player that good looking and is still a virgin and that then went to pro ball and still a virgin. It's very odd. And if you remember, I went on the Ellen DeGeneres show with my wife and Colton married us. If, if, yes. If yeah. that's a reference you might recall. You know, listen. I was a virgin a long time, too, but I had no choice. This kid had a choice. <laughs> you were trying. Yeah, I mean, I spent my whole childhood trying to get laid. <laughs> what a waste of good looks. But anyway, and he, he was said avoiding he was... it because obviously yeah. it would have been easy for him. So evidently, Good Morning America is running promos. It's being billed as a deeply personal interview with Robin Roberts. Well, it's got to be either he's gay or he's a woman in a man's body. Oh, ooh. He, there's no way he can enter into this. One. I'm sorry. Because he's a, a built guy. I mean, there's yeah, no way. Yeah. You just can't slap some titties on him and say he's a girl. <laughs> they keep promoting by saying Colton in his own words on Good well, Morning our, What are we doing here? We should have taken the day off. <laughs> That's what I said. We should cancel Stamos and say we have to uh, we have to listen to the announcement. <laughs> A very special announcement. So right, my right. money this morning. Oh, yeah. go on. I didn't want to. My money's on gay. Um, I mean, gay secondary... is so ordinary these days. That's got to be bigger than that. I'm waiting for the day when people make an announcement that they're gay and everyone goes, well, how is that an announcement? Who cares? <laughs> I remember Ricky Martin, I think, from um, Menudo. He he went on TV to make the announcement that he was gay and people were like, we knew. Yeah, we knew, yeah. You know. There are a lot of people. I think, um, what was that kid from uh, Clayton? The, the Claymates? And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Ro uh, Aiken. Aiken uh, Clay, Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. Yeah. That's who it was. And he announced. And we were like, that's not news. <laughs> yeah. 
I still think the biggest news since I've been around this planet is when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner. I still think that's the biggest story of our time. That's that was right. mind blowing. And so you got it's got to be bigger than that, or at least as big. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I would love if the announcement was, "I want to become a woman." Uh, but I will not fuck John Hine because he's massive and wide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, telling you, Ka- Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn Jenner was bigger than the moon landing. I'm not kidding. In my book, well, it was mind blowing. The reason it didn't hit like the moon landing was because Bruce spent all that time transitioning in front of us without saying it. Right. Remember all the plastic yeah. surgery and the feminization? If he had said it while he was still looking like a man completely, it would have been a big deal. Wouldn't it be great if a guy gets on TV this morning and goes, I just want to announce they're giving me a second chance of being The Bachelor. You know, like it's just a promotional right, vehicle right, for some right. dumb or like he's got a Netflix docuseries or so, you know something stupid like that. But, you know, I don't know what this kid's going to admit, but. I remember I watched The Bachelor religiously, and there was one point where, I don't know, he jumped over a fence because he had to get away from the girls, you know. No, no, no. He jumped over the fence to get away from the announcer who wanted to talk to him about the girl who he was really in love with who had just left and told him she didn't Mm -hmm. love him. He better not say I struggle with depression. I am sick of that being a revelation on TV. You know what? Everyone's depressed. You know what I hope? Yeah. That he's already made the transition and he comes out fully <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> now now you're talking. <laughs> now that's big. Hi, Robin. I'm, uh, <laughs> here's my titties. <laughs> How big are your titties? D-cup. <laughs> um, he could admit to sexual abuse as a child, but I'm not interested in hearing that. I don't want to hear right. it. Um. If it's something like he's on meds or he's, you know, for depression, I don't want to hear that. He's, if he just came out of rehab, I don't want to hear about that. If he was injected what about with cancer. Oh, that I'd want to hear about. <laughs> I mean, that would be an interesting story. If he was injected with hookworm medicine and turned into a dog, I'd want to hear about that. <laughs> Maybe he's running for governor of California. That better not be the end. Oh. People would be pissed. But anyway, I mean, my How first thoughts be, were gay. really it's Colton. My first thoughts were gay. And, you know, once they say they're making a special announcement, now you're allowed to speculate. But uh, I mean, really, I mean, we're building ourselves up for nothing. You know, it's not going to be that big. Oh, Dylan from Georgia has he figured it out. Listen to what he says it is. Okay. Here's the, go ahead, Dylan. Hey, bud. Me and my wife were just talking. Uh, we're both truck drivers out here. And uh, she said it. She goes, I think he's taking over Chris Harrison's position. And I went, oh, my God, I call Howard. Could be. You know what? They could. That, be, you know. that could be it. Right. Yeah. So that's it. We're just getting our day started. And uh, we want to drop <laughs> that little nugget and see what you guys think. Very good. Thank you. All Maybe right. his big announcement is he, he uses vegetables to masturbate or he had a nose job. <laughs> 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 we crack ourselves up by the way i know <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we think we're funny. By the way, well, thank I wrote. Goodness, uh, we think we're funny. I just so I don't know what Colton's big announcement is, but I'm I'm uh, like my friend. My fingers are crossed for gay. I'm hoping that's what we got we got coming our way. I don't know. I, like I said, it's got to be bigger than that for me. I'll I'll start throwing tomatoes if he just, just says, "Oh, I'm gay." No, come on, that's a big <laughs> announcement. Stop it. What's so big about him being gay? The promos are calling the interview deeply personal. Uh oh. Well, what's big about him being gay is that means he he fucked with the whole Bachelor franchise. These women were serious about meeting a husband, and he was closeted. And w- fooled them, tricked them. And this is what's wrong with society. We've shamed people for being gay to the point that they feel they have to go marry a, a straight woman. See, Robin, it's a big announcement in, in Bachelor well, Nation. Well, I'm just thinking back to the history. Remember, he finally got that girl that he was crying over. Cassie, they, Robin. Yes, and they lived together for a while. Oh, yeah. And then they broke up. And she mm-hmm. took out a restraining order against him. She took out one. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's not gay. <laughs> I don't know. What? You can't be, you can't want a restraining per order against a gay person? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I don't know. I'm saying, <laughs> why? first of all, why would you have to take off a restraining order against the guy? Because he's probably not that interested in you anyway. Yeah, but he was, he, I, I think it was like a stalkerish situation. What's up, yeah. Gary? One of our guys uh, that works for us thought, thought that um, a restraining order equals overcompensating. You know what I mean? Oh. Meaning like, get the restraining order to prove how much you love someone, even if you're gay. Well, there What you if go, the announcement man. is he jerked off to his aunt taking a shit? That would be very <laughs> perverse. <laughs> But the promos are calling the interview deeply personal. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's very important because the Bachelor franchise, a lot of the women take off six months from their non-existent jobs to go on that show and meet a husband. So it's a very big commitment. <laughs> yes, they interrupt their very important lives. Speaking about jobs, I'm watching American Idol last night. I'm finally catching up on my TiVo. And this one girl... Her job, because they, they announced the girl, they always put up the age, uh-huh. you know, and like if you're 28 on that show, you look old because one of the main, I think the girl who's the best one on there is 15 years old. So when you stand next to a 15 year old, you look like you're 50 when you're 28. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You look like it's over for you. What are you doing? Yeah. You look <laughs> like you have one foot in the grave. Meanwhile, so this girl's job was hair model. What? Hair model. And I was like, hair model? If, if that's such a job, I should have had that job. That's hair right. Model. You've got great hair. I was calling bullshit on that job. Hair model. <laughs> I said to Beth, who modeled for a living, made money at it. I said, do you ever hear such a thing as hair model? She goes, maybe somebody saw she had great hair and took a picture of it. And she's calling that hair model or she put it up on the inst- on Instagram or something. Beth never heard of hair model. Yeah. How do you make money out of it being a hair model? Believe me, I would love to be a hair model. I got a big, thick, full, curly hair. Show me. Hey, I would say to her, if I was on that show, American Idol, which, by the way, my head is spinning from that show. I would say to her, show me a pay stub from when you were a hair model. I, I want to see that. I mean, does she I have, have a, nice hair? She's beautiful hair. Kind of has okay. hair like me, like big, curly hair. Uh-huh. But, I, but I have awards, you know, for my hair. I've gotten four hair awards. (laughs) 
hair model. The rest of me is gross, but my hair is really good looking. It really is. Like, I, I have model-like hair and feet. Everything else is gross in between my hair and feet. Yeah, I always used to feel sorry for the hand models. You know, there were such a thing as hand models because they sell nail polish and, yeah. you know, things for your hands. And so you'd see these beautiful hands in a oh. in an ad or something. And then sometimes they used to get... Uh, hired to, to come on a talk show and you're evaluating the rest of them like, oh, they certainly couldn't be a real model. They could only no. model their hands. Yeah, like you, you see their hands and you go, wow, this is going to be a hot chick. And then they, they back up the camera and it's Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. Oh, That's here you go. This guy, Colton, who's going to make his big announcement on you know TV. Yeah. In his book, Colton wrote, he wrote a book, believe it or not. The show taught me that I'm straight and I'm very, very attracted to Cassie and to women. Uh -oh. But it would have been okay if it had gone the other way, too. So, in other words, who, you know, the show taught him he was straight. This is bad. You're probably <laughs> right on about this, this big announcement. Oh, Colton's on the phone. He wants to make the announcement on our show. Go ahead, Colton. Hey, Dan, I, I want to give the announcement today. I, I can suck my own dick. And I'm going to do it right now. All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. Oh, oh, oh it's in my mouth now. Oh, How come oh, nobody yeah. ever comes on our show and makes an, an announcement? If they, I by don't the way, think this is a serious place for such announcements. But it kind of is. You know, I can do a serious announcement thing. Like if somebody wants to come out, you know, come out of the closet or maybe, you know, maybe you just got out of rehab. Or you're you know, you know what I mean? your pronouns, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my like, I would have so loved. Smooth. I mean, yes. Yes. I, I would have uh, <laughs> really loved if uh, Ellen Page. Elliot. No, if Ellen Page came on the show okay. and said, I'm now becoming Elliot Page. Okay. And by the way, Stamos better damn well have an announcement today that it's something going on <laughs> he, with him. He's got a big. Uh, <laughs> responsibility to our show to me yeah you've yeah. got to get above the colton level because we're sitting over here without him yeah <laughs> good morning america got him stamos better come in here with a list of every woman he's fucked in his life <laughs> i mean famous women so we can have you know on today's howard stern show something very deeply personal from john stamos a list of women that he has fucked <laughs> wow and let me tell you, I know some of that list. That well, everybody be, knows some of it. Uh, yeah, but I know some that no one knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So, I'm excited for the announcement, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, I was watching American Idol, and I was like, my fucking head was spinning. This guy, the country dude, they have three judges on there. Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and... This guy, Luke Bryan, who's supposedly a country, country star. <laughs> country guy. So last night, Brian Seacrest comes out and he goes, first of all, Luke will not be with us because he's sick. And then it turns out it's COVID-19. You know what I mean? They don't really get into what he's sick with. And well, I'm they sitting don't, there going, I knew. Yeah. how the fuck does ABC, I mean, I don't want him to do this because I like the show, but... How the fuck is ABC not shutting that fucking production down right away? Think about this. Those three judges are not six feet apart. I, I need a tape measure on that. 
Katy Perry uh, is not wearing a mask. None of them are. Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan. On Sunday night show, Luke Bryan was there live. And now Monday he's out with COVID. That means Sunday night he had it. He exposed Katy Perry, exposed Lionel Richie, who's in his 70s. Who was on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're acting like Lottie Dobb. Katy Perry's got a baby at home. She should have fucking said, I'm out of here. I mean, I don't even understand how they're doing. They got an audience there. They go, everyone is socially, di-. like Ryan Seacrest comes out. Uh, everyone is socially distancing tonight. And, uh, you know, with the announcer voice. And everyone and all our quarantinis are here. Something he has some kind of nickname for them. Meanwhile, everyone's on top of everyone. When people sing the microphone, they probably wipe it down with a swab or something. But everyone is on top of everyone. How do they not? How do they not shut that show down? How, I didn't. How is that going on? It. I thought. Well, once one of them came down with COVID, they'd have to say everybody has to quarantine. We have to shut down the show for two weeks. And make sure that we're all safe. And uh, of course, on Luke Bryan for bringing COVID into this environment. And How, then my what was head he doing in the in the days off. Exactly, and, and and then it's like, then my head was spinning too because they they had a guest judge, and the guest judge is Paula Abdul. They, they dragged her out of the mothballs, and she's sitting there. I, I mean, I get nervous when she talks. It almost every every word seems like. A, like it might it might go wrong. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the first time anyone spoke English. It's unbelievable. And uh, she just gives accolades. They all give accolades. Some of these kids are horrible. They have they're soulless. Some of them are you got talent, but nobody's honest about it. And, uh, you know, I guess they can't be. These kids are so young. What are you going to do? Crush them on TV? I mean, it'd be great, but, you know, you'd, you'd have multiple fucking uh, you'd, you'd lockups and mental institutions. But th- this, I said to myself, this Paula Abdul must be so desperate. Luke Bryan's got COVID. She's going on a set where the guy just had COVID. Chances are most of the people who are working there could have COVID. And she's like, fuck, they're calling me to be on. T- I haven't been on TV in years. <laughs> I'm going. I don't care. She was so excited to be there. I was reading what she has done. Since leaving American Idol. Yeah. And it was pretty funny because it was all jobs given to her basically by Simon Cowell. Right. And uh, the Masked Singer. She's been a judge on the Masked Singer. Oh, and wow. I, like, I oh, didn't realize wow, that. No wonder she ran to American Idol when they called. Like if COVID, when COVID happened, let's say Simon Cowell got COVID and the AGT called me and said, look, Howard, you know, you were a judge. We can't get Piers Morgan because now he's being accused of being a racist. And <clears throat> you're the only one. And I'd say, wait a second. You want me to go sit there next to people and risk my life so I could judge magicians? <laughs> you really think I want to do that? Because I'm not desperate. I got this show. I got fans. I got, you know, I got a career. And quite frankly, I'm not going to go risk my life to, you know, to watch some asshole sing. Some guy who's 40 years old. He hasn't made it yet. It's over, Johnny. How many singers, you know, at 40 make it? Yeah. He's he got a better chance of being hit by lightning. Daughter. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said he's thinking with his 16-year-old daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pushing her. Let me go judge that. <laughs>
Hey, J.D., what up? Do you want to know the announcement? Oh, what's the announcement? <gasps> oh, we've gotten it already? We've gotten it. Uh, I, I can't hear it now, but uh, he is gay. <laughs> yeah. Huh? See, it's, it's not that exciting. <laughs> Do you have the announcement? Like, I want to hear him say he's gay. Give me, give me a few minutes. The interview's still going, so just give me a few minutes. Of course he's gay. He said it the day he was announced as the bachelor. The guy, who, a guy that good looking who's a football player hasn't lost his virginity. And is not looking to, you know, <clears throat> even on that show. He wasn't anxious to lose it. And you know Robin Roberts is going to do the shittiest interview. Like, like <laughs> is she going to ask him if he's a top or a bottom? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, she'll be afraid. How gay are you? Yeah, how gay are you? Have you taken it in your ass yet? <laughs> Have you had a cock in your ass? <laughs> what a nice guy went on the um all these girls lined up to uh, date him and uh, he was going to marry one and uh, he wasted their time thank god he didn't marry one like sometimes it goes that way you know yeah oh yeah yeah let's just you know because because we're such assholes we make such a big deal about this gay stuff that guys are afraid to come out of the closet yeah, who was it that he was afraid to tell? Everyone. Well, you know, lots of times it's like a family member. Yeah. Probably like you really can't tell them. I like these guys who are like, I can't tell my dad again. And they thought dad and they go, so, yeah, of course I knew you were gay. <laughs> so is he a gay virgin too? I doubt it. You think before The Bachelor, he had sexual relations as a gay male? Yes. Oh. Well, see, this is what Robin Roberts needs to ask. Were you gay before? Yeah, when did you decide you were gay? <laughs> he, he knew he was gay. You know, you're of gay when you're five. Well, not everybody does. Chris Wilding says, Colton is a big win for the gay community. Come on, Chris. Why is it a big win? Well, we're going to find out. What are you in a rush? Uh, yeah, I do want to know these things. <laughs> you got something better to do? I need to know. Because <laughs> yeah. he's very hot, Robin. He's a very oh, hot it? guy. Would you? That's big in the gay community. Would you guess he has a big, thick cock? Mm-hmm. And what, Chris, <laughs> based on your expertise yes. with gay, yes. do you think he's a power bottom or a top? I really hope he's a top, but I have... A feeling, a sinking feeling, he might be one of these guys who wants to like be a bottom, which would be a Can shame. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'll bet you a thousand dollars he's a bottom, a power bottom. Yeah. See, I wouldn't take your bet on that because I get a feeling you're probably right. And he'd be a great mm -hmm. top. Like I want him to be a top. I want him to be dominant, like a John right. Hine type. By you the know. way, oh, like you big jerk and off? massive, like John Hine. <laughs> yeah, Will you so jerk off like to him now? You. Will you jerk off to him? I'll be honest, I don't watch The Bachelor, and he was so off on my radar, I knew the name, and I guess I right. saw it when you were on Ellen, but I just Googled him now, and now I'm like, I'm like getting into him, so very possibly, right. yes. Would very you, possibly. you don't, you don't jerk off to straight guys, you jerk off to only gay men? Oh no, of course I jerk off to straight guys, it's just, it's hotter knowing in some reality you could kind of get that person. Not that I could get him, he's very good looking, but now that you he's could. sort of in that world. Who do you think will get him now that he is in the gay community? Do you feel he'll hook up with um, another celebrity? Like a, I mean, Andy yeah. Cohen would be great. That would be a that would be a great power couple. You you see a but, new power couple, Andy Cohen and Colton Underwood. Yeah, wow, yeah. what a would, powerful combination.
And I would jerk well, see, off to I that combo. It, I see it a whole <laughs> different way. I see him as, uh, well, this is sad to say, but like not, first of all, he didn't, he didn't know he was gay. He's pretending mm-hmm. to be straight. I, it, yeah. I don't know that that's a great guy to be with, you know, sexually or any other. You way. don't know that. Um, what? What I got sometimes, sometimes they're the best. He might, he just might have been afraid. That's all. He's might be, he might, he might really now straighten things out. You tell yourself a lot of lies when you don't, you know, want to come out. Yeah. Maybe don't go on a show surrounded by women. That's a bit extreme, but you do tell yourself some lies. What do you think if Colton dates George and Brad? Wouldn't that be kind of (laughs) cool? Maybe they just need to mentor him. He doesn't know how to be gay. Oh, yes. A a, a nice young man, a young woman. Did you see the blonde hair on his arms? Brad? Have you I will be ever been to the Brambles? Sensei. <laughs> yeah. Gay sensei? Yes. <laughs> I am your gay sensei. Wax on, wax off. My penis. <laughs> Sulu. Sulu. How about, I'll be your Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> How about Elliot Page and Colton? What do you think of that? I think that's really hot. That's right. I think well, that's very. Do I you think th- it's very now. Right. You know? Do you Thank think you. he's at all bi? Is or is it just no? No. He's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's extremely gay. You don't scale a fence if you're bi, Robin, to get away right. from women. <laughs> he was. Some of those girls were super hot, and he was scaling a fence to get away from them. That's, yeah, that's very gay. <laughs> I've done stuff like that, by the way. Yeah. I've escaped through wind. I've escaped through windows to avoid being with women. So I get it. Oh my goodness! You know who'd be a great couple? Who? Ralph and Colton. No, <laughs> just joking. I don't like that. Don't you know like how that. many? Oh, you getting jealous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, some of the listeners Somebody think on the Ralph, show is going to have him. It's you. Some, some of the listeners yeah. have the audacity to think Ralph is gay, so I thought that would be <laughs> funny, Ralph and Colton. Well, I, of course, we know disturbing. Ralph loves women. No, if Ralph down. had been on The Bachelor, there'd be no revelation months later. <laughs> the, 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 the women would all leave. <laughs> They'd be scaling the fence. Why do I seem to remember Colton went into the fantasy suite with Tasha? And Taisha came out very disappointed. <laughs> Do I have that right, or did I, I make that up? I don't remember that. Was she on hmm. the season? I need to go back and check the archives of The Bachelor now. I want to watch might it have, now. Yeah, I might have to watch that whole season all over again. Did you detect I, anything when he was marrying you and Beth? Yes. Yes, I said, <laughs> this guy marrying me, I think it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he was gay when I watched the show. I said, right, the first I time I saw that. it, I said to Beth... It's very rare that a guy that good looking who was a star football player in both college and pro and high school and wouldn't have had sex with a woman. It's just kind of, you know how rare it is. It's never happened. <laughs> exactly. It, it was like a like a what do they call that? Haley's unicorn. Comet it happens every 75 the years. Or something. There's no such thing. No such that thing. Liberace, it's that Liberace thing of you just can't just can't find the right woman. You're too busy, right. you know. <laughs> Liber- oh Speaking God. of Liberace, if Liberace was still alive, Colton and Liberace would be perfect because like, Colton he's is so a Liberace guy. Type, yeah. He can be yeah, my so driver. Oh, my God. I'm going to call you Boober. <laughs> Colton. Do you know, I, I saw a picture the other day 
of Omar. Mike Douglas <laughs> sitting with Liberace and Little Richard. Oh, yeah, I, I watched like, that video. Really? Yeah, you can go back, you can Google that and watch the whole interview. Too. <laughs> oh, hi, Little Richard, uh, what, have you had any luck finding a wife? <laughs> oh, no, I have not found a wife. <laughs> me neither. Oh, my, because so many people come to me for money or they have the wrong idea, but one day we'll find love. <laughs> And then Mike Douglas is clueless. He's like, you know, you two guys are such a great catch. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't either. Why, Lee, when you're on tour, don't you meet some nice girls? I do meet many sweet young girls, but for some reason, finding the right woman is one in a billion. One in a billion? It's, it, I don't know. It's like if I'd have a better chance of lightning hitting me. <laughs> Boober, bring the car around. And I your assless chaps. <laughs> and then they're off, you know, camera and little Richard goes, you really can't find a woman? I can't either. There's just too much pussy out there. It's hard to settle with just one, you know? It's raining pussy. <laughs> and I can't get wet. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I go on dates, Mike, and we never have a spark. You know, that thing that my, my parents were married, God bless them, for 45 wonderful years. And uh, they had that spark immediately. Well, <laughs> I meet so many young gals, and I have to tell, Boober, can you pull the car around, darling? Isn't he so sweetheart? I met her, uh, I mean him, a couple of years ago. <laughs> but I don't know. And little Richard's like, maybe you're just afraid to settle down like me. <laughs> yes, that's oh probably it. I'm, you know, Mike and little Richard, I'm on tour all the time. And it's from hotel to hotel. It's very hard to just be in a long relationship with someone. My lifestyle is very complex. I'm, lifestyle. I am. Yeah, and also, you know what I think it is? You just can't tame a wild horse. That's right, little Richard. You can't tame a wild horse. Boober, I need a massage after this conversation. You know what it is, and and I'm guilty of this. I meet so many young gals. I like the variety. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I'm... I sued a newspaper that said I was gay, and uh, I just want to say they were wrong. I sued them, and I won, and pussy is awesome. Pussy is the greatest. <laughs> That's what, you can quote me. Yes, Liberace. I mean, Lee. They called him Lee. Call me right, Lee. Right. Please call me Lee. <laughs> you know, it's been very difficult for me to get married. Um, I'll say me too. <laughs> Little Richard just can't settle down. Yes, I see. You know what it is, too? I'm really deathly afraid of getting someone pregnant. Uh, I don't, you know, it, it, being famous, you're a target all the time. Isn't this I saw chinchilla fabulous, Mike? <laughs> I, when I saw that picture, I said, this must have been Mike Douglas's Cocktober. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know what my problem is? I'm a softie. I don't want to get my heart broken by some young gal. 
I get I'm too so attached. Sensitive. <laughs> well, my problem is no woman can compare to my mother. <laughs> yes, God bless your mother, little Richard. Yes, indeed. My mother was a saint. That woman, I would have washed her feet if she asked me to. I took care of my mother right up until the day she died. I love my mother, too. <laughs> Mike, don't you love your mother? Oh, yeah. I mean, not as much as you guys. <laughs> not that much. You know, I kind of kind of with my wife a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't get married. I'm too devoted to my mother. I'm just... But, but Liberace, you have it all. You must be, a, there must be some woman. You know what it is, Mike? I'm just very picky. Me too. I'm picky too. <laughs> you know, little Richard, uh, I like you. Would you like to continue this conversation in the jacuzzi? Yes, I would. <laughs> all, you know, we live in a society and I'm old fashioned. You know that. Yeah, me too. And, you know. <laughs> All these girls today, they just move too fast for me. What happened to waiting? You know? Me too. They move too fast. <laughs> I don't have time to date. Me neither. I'm too busy wrestling with Boober. We're thinking of joining the WWE. <laughs> we were wrestling and his cock got hard. I said, Boober, what are you doing? <laughs> How dare you? It's <laughs> swollen. Oh, well, now disgusting. that Good Morning America is finished with Colton, can we get him? <laughs> Don't you know I'm straight? Put some ice on that thing. Put that back in your pants. I'm looking for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know I've got to find a wife and I'm married <laughs> to my job? Get that cock out of my ass. <laughs> so sad. Like I think that was Mike Douglas's greatest role. It it, it was. Yeah. How old were you when you came out, ever. Chris? I didn't like come out officially as the thing. I just sort of started dating guys, and I was <laughs> very the, against the idea of coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're like, you're just I don't be want able to... to do whatever you felt without well, an announcement. Because you're basically you're taking your family aside and saying like, I like penis. To yeah. me, that's very archaic. Yeah, I like so how I you just, did it. You're just like, uh, I'm not saying I'm gay, but I'm going to go fuck this guy in the ass. <laughs> Listen, here's a guy I may or may not be fucking. You fill in the blanks. I don't know. Let me just say Maybe. this. Boys will be boys, and I love horseplay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. It's pretty good. Hey, I heard you're uh, jerking off four times a day during uh, what? Uh, during quarantine. Sometimes, yeah, because like, I can't sleep at night. And that's the only remedy. I, I was doing a lot of, I'd say I was doing a lot of pills. I was doing like just, you know, over-the-counter sleeping stuff. And I put an end to that. So the only thing that seems to work now is jerking off. But then you sometimes I off. wake up. You can What's jerk that? off four times in a night? Well, I didn't know until this started. But, yeah, what will happen is I'll do it once. Sometimes it won't take. I'll do it again. And then I'll fall asleep. <laughs> but then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and have to get back to bed. And it's kind of like the only thing that works. Do you, you look know? at anything or do you just close your eyes yeah. and think about dudes? No, I go on my phone. I go on my phone and I go on like, uh, you know, gay porn sites. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Four and then you this pandemic libido. has been tough on people. <laughs> I will. Well, listen, 32. Yeah, geez. When I was 32, I could jerk off four times a day. Yeah, why not? 
Yeah. You well, didn't, wait. but you could have. Of course I didn't. What do you think? I'm an animal? <laughs> I probably gross. did. And then, you know, you have like, like, like a, like a cum rag and it has like four it's loads It's standing in on it. its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just jerk like, off into a tissue and throw it down the toilet? Because if I do, if I get up after that, I lose the moment, the sleep, like momentum. I need to be oh. like, sometimes I'm almost like passing out as I'm doing it. And that's perfect. Wow. Yeah. It really Good puts me under. Yeah, but then I go, I, then I'm with people and like <laughs> we have sex and I fall asleep because I'm so used to this rhythm. Hey, tell me how it Where works. You? You've been jerking off with a guy from Panama. Like, how do you hook up with a guy from Panama over the internet? Well, he was, yeah, we met on a dating site like, God, three, four years ago now. I had just really started working with the show. We met in New York. Mm. And then he came back last year. I don't know if you remember, I told you there was a guy who uh, gave me anal. And it was yeah. that guy. And uh, we've kept in touch like it probably if I pursued it more could be like a 90 day fiance type situation because we really dig each other. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you'd marry him so he could get in the country. I don't know that I'd, that I'd marry him so we could get in the country that he wants to get in the country. But I could definitely see myself pursuing a long distance relationship with him because. All right. We, Never we mind. Have feelings that. We got the announcement. Other. Who gives a fuck? Listen to this, Chris. All right. I'm just I'm just kidding with you. I care. I, I, tell me the whole story. Well, that's fine not okay. yeah call him later <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy we jerked off together i mean that's the gist of it yeah and you do it over the internet yeah but i don't do it live we send videos because i want to look over what i'm sending him before i send it to him Make smart sure I look okay yeah yeah you know you're, you're smart you're smart about jerking off i, I always say this kid he's street smart about jerking off he knows not to do if, it live what if you have a bad load you don't want to send that never Bad is load. your you head the... in these shots? <laughs> no. Well, which head one? Of his cock. <laughs> which, which one? Hey, all right. Let's listen to this. This is uh, Colton on Good Morning America making this big announcement that he's gay. So can you tell us what you is on your heart that you want to share? Yeah. Um, obviously, like this year has been a lot for a lot of people. And... It's probably made a lot of people look themselves in the mirror and figure out who they are and what they've been right. COVID made me gay. I can't uh, that's believe what it. I was it's just a... thinking, that that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, a new <laughs> side effect. I'm telling you, I got COVID and suddenly I wanted to fuck guys. He did get Running COVID. What... Yeah, see? He did, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> this COVID, it, it does strange things to your brain. Makes you gay. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally straight. I was on The Bachelor, and then I became gay. Horrible virus. <laughs> it's terrible. It, the Chinese invented it to make us all gay, and then we couldn't procreate. They've been putting off in their lives, and for me, um, I've ran for myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time, and I'm gay, and... I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processed. Terrible. I, I ate a gay bat uh, <laughs> and it gave me. <laughs> and what happens is a lot of a lot of like a lot of people don't talk about this. Sometimes you can't smell, you can't taste. For me, I, I went into some sort of gay fog. Like uh, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> and um, the next step in all of this was sort of 
letting people know. You know, when you say he went into a gay fog, uh, did he? That was one of the symptoms of COVID. He yeah. <laughs> was in yeah. a gay it's long COVID. Fog. If only I had had the vaccine, I would still be straight. <laughs> the vaccine came too late for me. I hope it doesn't come too late for you. Yeah. Oh, I wish he would have made the announcement here. We'd well, know if he was a bottom right now. You wouldn't know the answer to that. And and yeah. just how gay, you know, like, what has he done now that he's right. gay? Yeah, I'm curious if he gets very, like, gay. You know, like, when people announce they're gay, they get sort of effeminate sometimes. Oh, you mean really he, he should have been, like, right now with Robin Roberts, a very personal announcement yeah. from Colton. Hello. Uh, hi, Robin Roberts. It's, yeah. You be, you Some be, guys do been, that. Like, they, make up, they make up for lost time. Yeah. He should have come out with a lisp. <laughs> yeah. Like lisping and prancing around. <laughs> Should have called like her stereotypical girlfriend. Stereotypical gay. Yeah. Hello, Frisco. I got to tell you, Robin, Roberts, uh, I like he has to make the announcement on TV, but I, I tell you, you know, they say with COVID, you lose your sense of smell and taste. Uh, I lost my sense of smell and taste for pussy. I don't understand <laughs> it. it. I just woke up one morning, had 103 fever, and and the pussy just turned me off. <laughs> And I needed All cock. I wanted was cock. Cock. Cock, 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 So many oh, people man. were cheering you on and wanting you to find love. And now they may feel that you misled the public. And I feel that way. As a longtime Bachelor Nation, I just feel deceived. Do do I really care? No. Because <laughs> yeah. that show would have been so great. Real. It would have been great if he was stereotypically gay. He goes, you know, Robin, by the way, I love your pantsuit. Uh, it's fabulous. Love your shoes. I went, Where yeah, and he those? came out with a new haircut. You know, those got the gay, the gay hair yeah. going and all that. By the way, I just, want, I just want to say how gorgeous you are. Gorgeous. <laughs> and the shoes and your nails match. And I noticed these details. Thank you. So good to be with you this morning. Now think- for the announcement. do you think colton will be excommunicated from the bachelor nation in other words will they make the move be a part of it i'll tell you he goes on he gets pardoned by the vatican no here's what it is (laughs) he goes on bachelor in paradise and they have some gay guys there for him also because that's what i was going to say he'd have to do a gay version yes like why can't there be gay couples that's right Hi, everybody. It's me, that. Colton. Somebody get me a flirtini. I need it now. <laughs> Who do I have to blow to get a mimosa around here? Well, you know, all this time we thought there was no diversity on the show. Colton right. was the gay bachelor. <laughs> and he should be on Bachelor yeah. in Paradise, and there should be several young men who are uh, interested in him. And I nominate Chris. Is Bachelor Nation oh, ready that. for that? misled those women from that season yep how do you address people who feel that way i would understand why they think that way and i mean i thought a lot about this too of do i regret being the bachelor and do i regret handling it the way that i did i do um i do think i could have handled it better i'll say that how so he should have gone with the covid explanation i'm telling you I wasn't gay back then. Better by not being on it. That was right. like, they <laughs> were trying to introduce pandemic. you to women. 
But he should have done what Chris just said. He should have just said, like, you know what? Sometimes when you're gay and you don't want to admit it even to yourself. And I thought, you know, maybe I'm straight, I, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a test, man. You surround yourself in a house full of women to, to see if you're gay or not. I mean... I think oh, he, the uh, first day, that's when he knew he was gay. The first day yeah. of the bachelor. Oh, yeah. I knew, I knew for sure when he jumped over the fence to avoid women. Do you re regret jumping over a fence to avoid women? Not at all. Yuck. Did you see them? Who wants them? It is, it is bad when you're in a situation with a woman and you're just not into it and you don't know how to get out of it. Because the only way to get out of it is to tell her, oh, I'm gay, and you don't want to do that. It's it's. Right. It's heavy. <laughs> I just, I just wish I wouldn't have dragged people into my own mess of figuring out who I was. I, I, I genuinely mean that. But I also, at the same time, like, but I can sit here and say I'm sorry to all of those women. I can also say thank you, because without you them, say though, like, when and without you, the you Bachelor know. franchise, I don't know if I, like this would have ever came out. Boy, all kinds of nonsense going on with the Bachelor franchise. It's getting wild. Yeah, I know. Out there. He should have gone, gone with the COVID nineteen. He should have gone with the COVID nineteen explanation. Yeah. I was straight yeah. when I listen, Robin. When I was on The Bachelor, I was straight. Then one day, I forgot to wear my mask. One day, one day, I forgot to wear my mask. The next day, I'm jerking off to the New England Patriots. It's fucking I went to COVID. a wet market in the village, and uh, yeah. something happened. And I ate a gay bat. And all of a sudden, uh, well, there's another gay person. Wasn't he in the NFL? There's another gay person who was in the NFL. You know, Robin, I didn't realize I was... Honestly, I went on The Bachelor with good intentions, and then uh, they put me in the fantasy suite, and I saw some of these girls naked, and sometimes it takes seeing a perfect woman nude to realize I prefer penis. Uh, but that night, I had a nightmare. in locker rooms his whole life yeah, you know, I, naked you know, men. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't until COVID I, 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 <laughs> I, I realized. Now I have nightmares about breasts. These breasts are coming at me, and I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Let's see, I got one more clip here. I literally remember praying, praying to God the morning I found out that I was a bachelor and thanking him for making me straight. I remember that vividly of saying, like, finally, you're letting me be straight. Finally, you're giving me a wife, a fiance, and then I'm going to have the kids. And the Cuckoo. And I'm going to have the house yeah. and then I'm going to have all this. I've known that I've been different since the age of six. And I couldn't process it and I couldn't put my finger on what it was until high school, my freshman year. When I knew I was gay. So he knew the whole time. He was in yeah, high school when he figured it out. And he was he in knew. locker rooms. He was on a football but they, team. They fill their head with this religious bullshit. And, uh, right. you know, you already feel and he's bad he's one enough. of these religious guys. He even said, I'm you a virgin because of my religion. I love that he's saying to thank God, thank you for letting me be straight. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> Yeah, God, God like, what the like fuck you, are you talking you about? I made you gay, dude. <laughs> I remember um, in high school, I was praying to God to make me straight. And then I realized, forget it. He's not answering. So I started praying to God for share tickets. And like, <laughs> dude, I got front row center. I tried to God. I said, God, please make me straight. Make me straight. And God said, nice try, dude. That ain't happening. <laughs> this is your, and it's not a bad thing to be gay. Get over it. Right. Yeah. It's not, and it's... No, know. it's so ridiculous. Look, you don't have to justify it, uh, Chris. <laughs> These heterosexuals aren't running around going, I'm okay, it's okay to be heterosexual. Yeah, you're and fine. by the way, I am. I don't think Robin. you're deceiving, I don't think you're deceiving anyone on The Bachelor who's who's looking for legitimate love. 
by going on a show like that. I think those ladies will be just No, fine. it's Bachelor Nation that apologize. he's deceiving. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? I guys. am Bachelor Nation, and I don't like being deceived. <laughs> well, get over That's it. That's who you have to worry about. Can you imagine his prayers to God? God, please. I'm, you know, I think I'm into share and assless chaps. I just, <laughs> this is not the way I want it. Horrible. Meanwhile, now he'll be happy. He's got it off his chest. He can be with a man and he's going to have a great life. Yeah. Totally. I do want to know why he thought it was something he couldn't say all this time. Oh, I come hear on. You the know why. Because it's brutal out there. Secret. When you're in that whole world of football and coaches and you say you're gay, fuck, people just drive, you know. People are brutal. And not everybody's strong enough to, to handle the pressures of, of, of society. Well, I know you wouldn't ostracized. have been able to play football. <laughs> yeah. not then, well, that's my girl. point. And then who knows? I don't know his mom and dad and what they're like and what their religion is. And, you know, that gets all jumbled up in there. And it ain't easy to come out. I mean, I do admire the guy for coming out. He just, you know, and he probably really wanted to badly be straight so he could be part of that whole religious cuckoo-ness. And, right. You and, know. and have the wife and kids, you know, be the right. picture. Exactly. The picture that that was presented to him. It's hard. Yeah. God. I'm happy for him. You see, I, I want to confess. I was gay, and then I prayed to God, and he turned me straight. Did it worked he? for me. He was like, <laughs> sure. You got a miserable enough life. You don't need to be put through hell. <laughs> the gays don't want you. <laughs> I remember the prayer. I, was, I, I think I was 17. I got down on my knees. I said, God, please make me stop vomiting when I look at Playboy. <laughs> please god my play please make the women that i meet have a penis <laughs> please please stop stop me from thinking about deep throating a tasty cock <laughs> and uh god said okay you got it you he answered my prayers were yeah. answered i've done enough to god, the gay community <laughs> god i can't stand it every time i'm in the locker room showering with my teammates i'm rock hard <laughs> you've that got to help me out here and he was that like, must be hard being in a locker room with guys well that's if, what i'm thinking that gay. that must have been torture oh. all right know, Howard, you've got it bad enough <laughs> but you know yeah j I, again there wasn't enough come on he knew he yeah. was gay in high school he had to act on it he was only straight mm. Not oh, gay yes. virgin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I the about stories. That. Can you imagine the stories? Mm. <laughs> Erotic. <laughs> mm, hairless. Smooth. Brad. I'm ringing Carnal. the bell. Where are you? <laughs> time for my shower. My carnal treats. Oh, yeah, Brad. Time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, thank you to uh, Chris. Great. Thank you uh, for thank you. Uh, your uh, Our gay correspondent was <laughs> yeah, uh, gay for the <laughs> opening, the outing of uh, God bless Colton. Colton. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. And now to our gay correspondent, Chris Wilde. <laughs> oh, my. <Ooh. laughs> uh, thank you to Genesis and all the new Genesis G80 sedan creating tomorrow's luxury today. I got to get one of these. Go to Genesis.com to find your local retailer. That car, you know what? That car practically drives itself, and I love that. I've been waiting for a car like That's that. That's the only way you're driving now. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs>
like changes lanes or something for you. I mean, it does a whole thing. I don't know why anybody who's gay bothers praying to God to be straight. It has not worked yet in the history of mankind. So don't waste your time. Not only that, but the people who believe in God are the ones who are making you feel bad. Right. Anyway, I was talking about American Idol, but we had to talk about Colton announcing he was gay. <laughs> it broke right the, into, you know, that was breaking news, Howard. <laughs> that breaking news was good for Paul Abdul. I was doing quite the number on how desperate she must have been to come back to American Idol. And, uh, and in the midst of Luke Bryan announcing he has uh, COVID, they didn't even really say he had COVID. I guess that came out later. And then there was another weird thing. One of these kids who was probably the one I thought would have won the entire American Idol. He was really actually good, a good singer-songwriter. Brian Seacrest comes out at the beginning of American Idol and he goes, um, and by the way, he goes, um, Luke is not here because he's ill. And um, well, Wyatt Pike or Pike Wyatt, whatever his name is, Wyatt Pike has dropped out of the competition. Okay, let's get to our show. Just like that. And they don't goes, tell you anything about They what? don't tell you anything. You go, he had to drop out of the show. And I'm like, dude, the kid is like the, the front runner. And he had to drop out of the show. Do you think that's a story? Absolutely. Don't we get like one of those little videos to go along with what terrible thing happened in his life that he has to leave? I was ready to tune out. I was so livid, but I couldn't because <laughs> I'm, I have so much time vested in this thing. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. I'm the only one left watching American Idol. I don't know why. I think so. I think I am. Sometimes I think I'm alone. I only watch if they make a headline. Then I have to see, mm. you know, who passed out or, uh, you know, Kellyanne Conway's daughter. I got to, you know, tune in yeah, to right. that. But I'm not watching that whole thing. Let me tell you a couple of things that are going on here. Okay. Let me get to this first. All right. Because there, there are things I should tell people who are regular fans of the show. They want to know what's going on. We're celebrating. This is good, Robin. You should be aware of this, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Robin, would you please make the announcement uh, and tell everybody why I'm super famous? And that, um, yeah, Robin, you know, I was saying earlier, I, there are places I go. Nobody knows who I am. So, uh, <laughs> But Robin um, attempted to boost me back up because she knows it's important to keep me up during the show. <laughs> So, 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 Robin, we we get off mic, and Robin says, "Listen, Howard, I want you to know something, in case you think That's you're right. not famous enough." Now, you all know that you know these morning shows; uh, they cater to the famous, and they rely on the famous for their ratings. And so, when they do a promo, they put in all the famous people that they've had on their show and uh, interviewed. And this morning, I saw the CBS Sunday morning promo. And who's in it? Howard Stern. Mm. That's how famous I am, That's by the way. right. Right. They use you to promote themselves. Well, that They're did work. because I know have had you on. And for those of you who are not believers in God, I did pray to God to be famous enough to be on CBS Sunday morning. So, uh, <laughs> and it worked. So... You know, that's I right. didn't have any. And now they're happy to say they had you on. Yep. I didn't have any noticeable talent. And I'm telling you, God answered my prayer. So <laughs> the prayer works. It, why does God listen to you and not gay people? Who I don't know. Straight? <laughs> if you want to be famous, God will listen to you. But if you want to be straight, he's, no, he's not going to no, listen. 
no dice. No, he's like, fuck he's not you. listening to that. <laughs> he's saying, listen, there's nothing wrong with being gay. There's a reason I made you gay. That's it. And so, you know, don't worry. Get about over it. yourself. Get, o- get over your, 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 yourself. <laughs> You're gay and that's, that's it. That's right. That's it. Don't, don't make such a big deal about it. What, what, what was I going to... Um, Right. 30 women locked in a room with 30 women is not going to make you straight. <laughs> you'd, you'd think it would, but it didn't. Turn them off more. What an announcement. There you go. All right. I, I want to say that um, uh, everyone should know this who loves this show. We are celebrating the 25th anniversary of the first time Sal was ever on the show. That's oh. 25 years of Sal fucking up. But is he, this is the big question on this show, is Sal responsible for the biggest fuck-ups in the history of this show? Or is Gary responsible for more fuck-ups? What would you say, Robin? Mm. Mm. Like, it may be Gary for more, but for biggest... I would say Sal has to have the biggest fuck-up. Well, there's your theory, but all next week on Howard 101, we're going to find out once and for all. Yes, the Howard Stern wrap-up show and Sternthology are joining forces all week, and they are going to play five days of head-to-head fuck-ups from Gary and Sal. It's going to be all, <laughs> It's going to be the fuck-up Olympics like you never saw before. Oh, my God. So... And, and what happened will they was determine what was Gary's greatest fuck up and what was Sal's greatest fuck up. Let me answer that question. We were putting together <laughs> the special, uh, the Sal special of you know tw- celebrating Sal's anniversary, twenty fifth anniversary. We noticed Sal and Gary often fuck up in similar ways. They both have trouble with pronunciations. We all know about Sal's issue. Uh, this one's well known. We, 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 we were talking about HPV and throat cancer. Sal came in to argue that eating pussy is fine. Uh, and, and listen to what happened. Here you go. All your points are valid, Howard. But the thing is that if it was as pre- uh, prevalent as... Well, say that again? Because well, I, I think well, we have a new... Prevalent. Mm. Prevalent. Close right. enough. There you go. God damn. damn. What was that school? <laughs> Why would you use that word if you don't know how to say it? Prevalent. How, why would you use that word? Because like, I know the word, and I know it's. It, 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 I'm using it properly. I just not pronouncing it properly. All right. I so, think it's pre- uh, prevalent. If it was as prevalent as you say, or prevalent as you say, prevalent and prevalent both wrong. What else is it? How, how do you prevalent? Oh, it's oh, all right. It was right that? in the middle. Because uh, I can't take it. I can't believe I pay this guy. I can't believe I pay this guy. <laughs> Quote me on that. But we noticed the similarity with Gary. Like, this drove me absolutely insane. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Gary's talking about his favorite candy. And he goes, um, yeah, he goes, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> and I go, Reese's Pieces? It's Reese's. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. He, and then he started giving me some convoluted fucking explanation about how um, he heard somebody else say Reese. He, I mean, it was he just, defended it. Yeah, and, and it was just totally bogus. The guys here told me it was Reese's. I thought it was some weird way that they pronounced it for a product. I know it's Reese's. No, you don't. You oh, always I say Reese's. You even said that when we had E.T. in that movie. And no, I did. It's Reese's. You've always said Reese's. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> I'm not. You're a liar. I dare you to produce the tape of me saying Where's the Reese's clip? Fred has to put it up the audio. Fred, put okay, up the good. audio. You had the Reese's. 
Play that again. You had the Reese's. <laughs> All I was doing, you was had the Reese's. All I was doing was repeating what somebody in the office yeah, okay. said. Well, why don't you repeat any idiotic thing no, anyone but, says? But, but, dude, I would fess up to that. I well You know your there. breath smells oh, like dude. feces. Oh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> feces. <laughs> and, you know, you know, Sal at least admits he's dumb. Gary always, you know, see, see, this he is a defends. very... He defends, yeah. He defends. Uh, I'm saying Reese's because other people said it. I know it's Reese's, but th- that's like saying, well, well, I know it's, I know it's feces, but I say feces. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, both these guys drive me crazy. And, you know, you think this is an easy argument. You think this is an easy thing I to say. I don't think it's easy it at all. It is not. Exactly. Neither Gary nor Sal respect my boundaries, both of them. Okay. Here's my evidence. Okay, this is what the whole week's going to be. Gary once let radio disc jockey Carol Miller onto the show while she was recovering from whooping cough. Do you remember this? that's right. And Gary didn't send her home, and I was furious. You know the difficulty of turning a guest away, and I will do it. Gary, it's difficult. I know the difficulty. That's why I have a producer. If I could do it, I, I, I wouldn't have you. You're here to do the things I can't. I wouldn't think I would never thought of you any other way than a competent. But you might say, why would you turn a guest away? Because they have whooping cough and I would have sat there. I would have blown you that I would have said this guy. Yeah, I would have blown you. I would have pulled your pants off and sucked on your disgusting cock because I'd say there's a guy who thinks of me, who cares about my health. And, you know, oh, by the way, Robert, I didn't tell you this. Uh, Next week, a guy's coming in with a black plague. And we're going to see if I survive that. I mean, oh unbelievable. God. So we're doing the Gary versus Sal Battle of the Fuck-Up special. It's going to be big, and every fan's going to want to be tuned in for that. Um, you know, and you talk about boundaries. So, you know, who knows how many other infected people were in our studio because Gary was like, ah, I'll just let him in. Whooping cough. That's whooping right. cough. Just don't cough while you're in there with Howard. So on Sal's side of the equation, in 2005, Sal asked if he could crash at my apartment for a night. <laughs> And at first, he I thought really he really doesn't know any boundaries. <laughs> no, I, I thought he was goofing around, but he was a hundred percent serious. And just listen to this. I have to stay late into the in the city tonight. Yeah, and I don't want to stay at Christie's place because he he hasn't changed his sheets in three weeks. Okay, I don't want to stay at Will and Jason's. Okay, and tonight, Survivor. I figured we you both watch it su- together. Yeah, we both love Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, come on. We had a whole evening right, plan. If it was then, if a I date. In other words, like we could sit and watch TV together. We'll have some couch. laughs with Beth, watch Survivor. We both love it. We both talk about <laughs> You're it. Insane. How am I insane? You know what, Howard? Why can't we hang out? Why can't we hang out a little bit more? Why can't you get to know me a little better? <laughs> Why should it, he? You want to know? Because there's something about you that is odd. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean. I'm not even sure Sal should be working for me. He's like a... <laughs> That's right. That an, you actually let him into the same room with you at work is amazing. I know. And, you know, the thing with Sal, like, I mean, like, I barely let anyone into my home. I'm going to let Sal, of all people, in, who's like a crazy well, he, man who's he, drilling he, holes he, in walls and looking at people. Yeah. He, he doesn't see you going home with anybody. Right. But he has it in his head that this should happen. Well, he probably figures I hired my stalker. I might as well bring him home with me. <laughs> I really would love to have known what was in his head at that time, but 
he'll probably never be able to articulate it. Both Sal and Gary have screwed up a lot, but these might be their two worst fuck-ups. Gary fell asleep at his desk during the show, and we captured it on <laughs> tape, and he was out cold. I, did, I didn't fall asleep, but I was extremely... Liar. I was, no, no, I, didn't fall asleep, I was tired, and I definitely closed my eyes. Want to see the I, tape? I, I, no, I was never out, okay? Uh, dude, you were snoring and licking your chops. I, first of all, you can't tell I was snoring because there's no sound on. No. And, look, and, tell me, are you asleep? I'm not asleep. <laughs> right, here, Robin, look. Watch the video. Oh my That's a video. He ain't moving. He's dead out. That's wow. I do. I do look out. I'll tell you that. He looks look dead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? We would have probably rushed you to the hospital if we had seen you. Um, You're asleep, guys. But I didn't eat every cookie. But do you I, deny you're sleeping there? Um, I don't. I didn't think I was, but it looks like I am. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know you're asleep. The evidence sort of tells him that he's yeah. sleeping. Let's put it this way. The jury would convict. <laughs> it's like when you see these guys, they, they show the jury video of somebody killing someone. They go, that's not me. <laughs> Gary's out. He's dreaming. He's, he's swimming in the pool. I know it like me, but it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was dreaming about swimming. get swim that video? He was dreaming about swimming in a pool filled with shrimp cocktail. I could see him licking his chops. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Gary falling asleep at work was bad but sal getting caught masturbating at work was really bad so you see yeah. see that's the thing i mean sleeping's one thing but jerking off and getting caught that's i had my thing. pants down like halfway to my knees and I'm, i had the headphones on so i couldn't hear anything so when he put the key into the lock i didn't hear it i turned my head i see the lock the latch moved to the right like a horror movie, and I jumped, and I just folded in, and the door opens, and there's Tom, and there's me, and I'm holding on to my knees, and I go, holy shit, you scared the shit out of me. And his face was white as a ghost, and he just kept walking, and, and, and that's it. And I just stayed there, and I waited for him Have to turn. Have you seen him since? No, I waited uh -huh. for him to turn around, so I, could bu I buttoned my pants, and I, pretend I pretended that my cell phone rang. I said, Do oh, you oh, and I ran out of there. how dangerous this is? If you get caught again, you're I, done. I know. I, as much as I love you, man, it's your, it's your, it's your call. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I love that he didn't know he shouldn't do it before he was told he shouldn't do it. Yeah, like, like, and who knows how many times he did it until he got yeah. caught. Yeah, that might have been a regular routine for him. Like, what goes on in South said, I have a good idea. Instead of going home and jerking off, I'll jerk off here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let me just go to the men's room and jerk off. Do you think he... Do you think he likes getting caught? Like, it's, like, psychological with him? Like, it's, like, a thing? Well, I think he's been caught a lot of times jerking off by people, right? Yeah. It's not just here. It's everywhere. And it's weird. Now that we work from home, it's a lot trickier to fire Sal for jerking off at his desk because he is home, but he's <laughs> now technically Now he is working. in the office jerking yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, how many people do you know in your life who have ever got a warning, who have ever gotten a warning from work not to jerk off? I've never worked in a situation like that. But I remember places? Sal was jerking off to, like, lesbian women at home, and he was wearing a wig. And his yeah, wife well, no, he was. Fit. Now you're making him sound weird. He was in a lesbian chat room, so he put on a wig. And, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you get that story wrong? So everybody's, I mean, we were, it's just like we're members of his family. We were introduced to Sal's masturbation.
Anyway, I guess the whole point is tune into our special to see who the biggest fuck-ups are from Gary or Sal, and it should be a really, and really fun. And you have fun. equal amounts. You have a, yes. an answer for every Gary fuck-up. Uh, there's a Sal fuck-up. That's Robin. Wait till wow. you hear the fireworks. A very oh special goodness. Howard Stern show special. <laughs> Hi, this is Sal Governale. I have a tendency to act without thinking. Hey, it's Gary Delabate, Baba Booey. I'm sorry. Taking naps, jerking off. Double bookings, whooping cough, bugging guests, general pests. One still can't say prevalent. Posted notes, gross phlegm, playing with his foreskin. Wanted to stay at Howard's home and mess with his megaphone. Gary and Sal should be fired. I'm sorry, I made a decision. If the one's not napping, that the other's jacking. Gary and Sal should be fired. It was simply a joke. Good luck getting hired when Howard retires. Hello, you This is not a fair trial. Well, it's going to be a lot of fireworks around that and a lot of controversy as well. Um, but who's I don't want to even the final determination of who's the bigger fuck up. Oh, uh, they better not leave it to me. I already have the answer. <laughs> um, look, I shouldn't even say this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my my big yap shut but i had this uh, thought about the pandemic and i don't even want to say it but oh well you know i talk to medical people i not that you know here's my thought and i don't want to depress you or anyone else but i do not believe the pandemic will ever be over and i say this because I'm basing it on the flu or other viruses that are spread, you know, through droplets and things like that. That COVID isn't going anywhere. COVID, in fact, is very smart. COVID, like most viruses, takes a look at our vaccines and says, I'll find a way to defeat your vaccine. They keep mutating. They keep changing. They always evolve. And where it takes mankind thousands, millions of years to evolve. Virus still hasn't happened. I'm waiting for it. Not based on, on what I saw in the election. <laughs> the um, the the evolution of viruses happens within days. Yes. And so this notion that we're going to we're, it's a completely different world now. We now have a virus that is strong enough to kill your ass and it's getting stronger. And yes, we have a vaccine but as Robin said yesterday, the vaccine isn't 100% effective. You can still get COVID. It is still in the air. It is not planning on leaving because some guy invented a vaccine. And things will never get back to normal. And what I mean by that is there's going to be a new normal. Once everyone is vaccinated, by the way, you can't even get everybody vaccinated. It's absolutely Yeah, because you now have to ask permission of everybody. Yep. I told <laughs> you 40%. Military. In the military, 40% of the guys don't want to, guys and girls don't want to get uh, vaccinated. Um, I was talking to someone the other day who doesn't want to get vaccinated. They don't trust the vaccine, but whatever it is, everybody's got an opinion. Now suddenly they're medical people. And now the Johnson um, and Johnson thing happened. They've got right. ammunition. Right. You know, and, and I heard Rachel Maddow the other night say something that I thought was profound. You don't get the vaccine for yourself. If you're a person who believes, hey, I could survive COVID. I'm strong enough. Don't worry about me, blah, blah, blah. It's not about you. You get the vaccine to help other people out. 
We all no, we don't have any of that going on. People helping other people out. They fuck other people. Yeah, that's the attitude we have. And you know, if you think you're invincible, I, I, you know, I wrote uh, Bubba yesterday because we got a report that Bubba the Love Sponge, who's a friend of our show, that his whole team came down with COVID. And um, I wrote him. I go, Bubba, is it a bit? Or he goes, Unfortunately, not a bit. I am really sick. He explained to me in this email that he had it, tested positive. He was doing, you know, okay. But then he took another test and he tested negative. It shows you that even the tests are not great. And so with that, he went on the air to do the show. And he said he felt horrible. He had a 103 degree, 103.5 degree fever for an adult. That's very high. That's very high. Yes. And, you know, Bubba, he's a workaholic, but he could not get through the show. He was having a really, really hard time. And he said, I don't know. I might have to go to the hospital. You know, and Robin and I both agree. Bubba always struck us as the very cautious type. You know, Bubba. <laughs> really it takes no. precautions, yes. <laughs> but, you know, the, the very responsible, uh, you know, kind of. But Would anyway, I felt horrible. Never do anything dangerous, yeah. I'll give you a little tape of what happened on his show if you want to hear it. Um, let me see. Let me get down to this page here. I got, you know, I got multiple pages on my computer. Here's Bubba going down for the count. This is uh, the beginning of the show. Happy Tuesday. Happy what? Happy Tuesday. Tuesday can (laughs) suck my... Can suck me. I think I'm just going to play music all day today. (laughs) Feels good. I'm just... I, I, I don't look like Bubba. I don't feel like Bubba. I'm not Bubba. I'm not myself. I am. Oh, what is what is transpired? You sound normal. I don't get it. You sound great, Bubba. <laughs> you look great. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through today's show or not. Oh, yeah, you can, man. You're Dan, a gorilla. Dan, you just shut up, okay? <laughs> it seems like the one side effect I have from COVID is in the morning when I wake up, I go through like an hour or two of an excruciating headache with an unbelievable temperature. And like, that's been like clockwork. And you can see he sounds, you know, it doesn't sound like Bubba. Now, do the others have COVID while they're sitting there talking to a Um, man suffering from COVID? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, again, I don't know what really went on, but I think they all tested. Bubba tested positive for COVID last Wednesday. A couple of his other staffers also tested positive. But his last test was negative, which was confusing because he was feeling worse. So it shows you that they, you know, even with these tests, they don't know because you have to go by how you feel. So you don't go back to work if you're feeling symptomatic. I Just know. for I, the others out there. Bubba said his temperature was uh, 103.2 and he had trouble thinking straight. Um, Blitz is well, I think uh, that's all rounded time, up but. or um, caveman uh, possibly getting some stuff in case I can't make it. Um because I just feel like absolute crap. But we got to get we you know we got we got to come to a show. We don't have a you know like a sick pay or you know yeah. we're like used car salesmen if we're if we're not if we're not slinging units we're not getting paid. Right. 
So we're out here trying to sling some units, even though we got full-blown walking pneumonia with a COVID chaser. Dan, how, when do you think I'll be out of the woods, Woods? Another day or two. You think by the weekend? I'll be oh, there. yeah, you'll be fine by the weekend. I, I'm surprised you had a fever today. This I mean, is you're another negative. one of his guys so on you the got show past he's it. asking. Boy, it's it doesn't feel like I mud on your shoes, that's all. It doesn't feel like I got past it. <laughs> Jay, that's what's going on here? That's his doctor. That's Dr. Oh. Giacca. Oh, oh, that's a doctor. Yeah. Doctor He's who? sitting in the room with them? Uh, yeah, Dr. Diaco. Uh, Dr. Diaco said that already. Yes. Well, Bubba, meanwhile, Bubba's sitting there with a um, nebulizer, which is to open up <laughs> his lungs. He had some kind of vapor going on. And uh, here's how uh, he ended the show. He had to get off the air. I'm not thinking clearly, Dan, obviously. Uh, okay, well, can, we... you hear, can you hear the uh, nebulizer back there? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, yeah that's a nebulizer. I'm not thinking clearly, Dan. Obviously. Uh, okay. Well, we can we, we can revisit this in a couple of days. Since, yeah. You know, we got a couple of weeks. I told Stephen not to bother coming at nine. Yeah. No, because I'm out yeah. of here. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm actually out of here right now. How is it making you feel right now with the uh, nebulizer? Do you feel relieved that you have the therapy now? Well, I know that I can, <clears throat> I can, I can breathe deeper, and it still hurts. But if I hadn't gotten this, it would have continued to hurt more. You know what I'm saying? This keeps this kind of keeps me clear, right? Yeah, and also you 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 won't have a fever in an hour. Oh, this will help me with my fever. Oh yeah, that's one of the reasons you got the fevers today because you stopped the steroid. Okay, abruptly. <laughs> now, All right, but well, listen, do um, I don't know when we're going to be back. I really don't. I, I don't. We're definitely going to lift light ups tomorrow. Yeah, and, and chances are maybe Thursday or Friday as yeah, well. Exactly. So, I've got I got a few best of segments we're going to play come when we come back from break. All right, guys. All right, we will. Uh, I, I don't know when we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep you posted. By the way, this is how everyone will sound in the future on portable ventilators. That's my prediction. <laughs> By the way, one thing I do know from listening to those clips, everyone's on, everyone on Bubba's shows is a know-it-all. Like it seems like this Doctor Fifty Cent, Doctor this one, Doctor. Everyone's giving him advice. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's anyway, got it. They weren't smart enough not to get it, but they know what to do now. Well, thank God when I was talking to Bubba, uh, he, you know, when I was emailing him, he said he was thinking of going to the hospital, which I hope he did, because why not? Well, it sounds like he was on a steroid medication, which would have been helpful, but he stopped it. Because mm -hmm. I think because he tested negative and he thought it was over, but I think the test may have been poor. You know, who knows? I don't know what's going on down there, but I, I wish him well and I hope he's okay. Well, that's what's going on in America. That is a microcosm of what is going on in America. People sick walking around getting other people sick. All right, here's a weird thing I wanted to get to before I get to Stamos. And I'm, Thank know. you for the music. <laughs> you needed that. <laughs> this is just weird. I'm going to mention it real quick and then we'll get to Stamos. I, um... You know, this is just, I didn't know about this. Uh, some of the people who work here told me about it. There's uh, artificial intelligence and they're using it for all kinds of things. They programmed a computer to learn all of Nirvana's music and like Jimi Hendrix music and stuff like that. I think this is unbelievable. And so they programmed the computer and said, write a song as Kurt Cobain would write the song. And so the AI, the artificial intelligence wrote a new Nirvana song. Huh. And they they gave the song to like a Nirvana cover band, and they performed it. But this is what the computer came up with. I, I was curious to hear, it, and I figured you guys right. would be okay. too. This, All right. It's not necessarily a funny bit, but it's it's sort of weird. This is the, the computer wrote the whole song. It's called "Drowned in the Sun" by Nirvana. 
Here we go. And by the way, computers perform the uh, all the music, the instruments. Really? Yeah, it's just the guy singing in the cover band. Dating Courtney Love now. <laughs> you want to hear uh, Jimi Hendrix, his new song? I would like to hear, I would like to get a lyrics. I want to know what the lyrics are. I can't really make them out, so. It's AI writes. <laughs> well, now you're asking for too much. <laughs> uh Jimi Hendrix. Here's a new Jimmy Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix song. This is called uh You're Gonna Kill Me, Jimi Hendrix. I don't have much more information than that the AI, artificial intelligence, wrote this. You're gonna kill me. He was singing to the drugs. Is that what he was doing? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what the computer was thinking. <laughs> it's part of a project called The Lost Tapes of the Twenty Seven Club, and they create new songs by dead artists. Yeah, they, all that they, died at 27. They had a, uh, yeah, they all had, a, they have an Amy Winehouse song, Jim Morrison song. And there you go. Dennis Joplin's probably in there. Sure. Well, here's Jimi Hendrix. Uh-oh. He lives. The computer actually developed a heroin problem, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that first. Hey, hey, it's Jimmy. Sorry, AI doesn't match the the human element. You can say what you want, but uh, here's the breaking news: the computer is dating Kaya Gerber now. She's <laughs> way into him. <laughs> she thinks he's the next big thing. Uh, all right, listen, we are having so much fun, <laughs> right, OJ? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course, pal. Damn. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm here's an update. OJ, when the cameras and all that are off, is like a miserable human being. No, and he's absolutely not. Life. No, absolutely. He's like, I played golf today. I had lunch with my friends. I don't know. These hey, are pretty Twitter good. World. Hey, hey, Thanks Twitter me, world. Yours truly. <laughs> Twitter world. It's me, yours truly. Oh my god. <laughs> Does he sound like? Oh, but here's an update mask. on OJ. Here's an update on OJ. Okay. 
OJ follows 34 people. It turned out one of the 34 was JD. It freaked <laughs> JD out. JD was flipping yeah. out because he was like, I, I don't know. I don't want to be on OJ's radar. You know, he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> he could get mad at me or something. Uh, so what I hear through the grapevine is JD has blocked. He didn't ask me about this. He went ahead and blocked <laughs> OJ. And I'm like, JD, you fool. When he when he told me that, I go, JD, you fool. Now OJ, now you are on OJ. OJ's yeah, gonna be mad. He's pissed. <laughs> wow, Who do he think he right. is blocking me? <laughs> Come he's on, making me angrier right. than Nicole. I'll tell you that. That ain't right. Come on, guys. Well, whatever. He's got to leave what, Las what? Vegas first. When did you block him? Uh, literally just this morning because someone, you know, brought it up in, uh, before the show. And, uh, and I, I realized to myself, like, the only reason I didn't block him was because I had to follow him for show stuff. You know, I got to pull audio and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I can actually pull up his Twitter, uh, without, <laughs> uh, while still blocking him. So, uh, it's fine. So I blocked him. So, yeah. You're out of your mind, man. You don't fuck with OJ. I mean, the juice. <laughs> That's fine. I just, you know, I don't need it. Just it was just very odd. It's you know. You hear that knocking on your door? That's the juice. <laughs> hey JD, you got a problem with me? Oh my God! Get over here! <laughs> Open up that door, JD. What's I going on, America? <laughs> All I know is I'm over here living my best life, and JD's gonna block me. <laughs> By the way. You, you gotta feel. <laughs> you gotta feel like a real loser when JD blocks you. you know? <laughs> That's the ultimate insult. Is that going to be the moment that mm. OJ realizes it's not yeah. working? <laughs> OJ was really happy until JD blocked him. <laughs> Who does that nerd think he is? I was on football teams. I was in. I was Nordberg in the movies. Who does he think he is? Open up that door. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> you in there. Nerdberg. You in Nerdberg is in there buying baseball cards. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Uh, you made it now ah, you now you've woken up OJ. Well kick ass. I'll get some security, I guess then. Yeah, you better. Uh, Just stop buying baseball cards and put that money towards security. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Imagine the nerve of this guy thinking he's better than me. (laughs) I mean, he blew his whole tax return on webcam girls. (laughs) This shit's fucked up. I'm going to go over and visit him. (laughs) Look in his window and see what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Open up the door, dude. What are you going to hear? Role play with me. JD, open up the door. It's me, the OJ. <laughs> no, stay, stay, stay away from me, please. <laughs> Listen I'm here, don't be scared, JD. It's your old pal Nordberg. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not Nordberg. <laughs> Who you got in there for protection? John Hein, because he's so big. He can't protect you, you nerd. Open up that door. No, Jay, stay uh, away from me. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Murderer. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Just leave. Did you say murderer? I, it was proven I wasn't a murderer. Did you see the glove? Oh, yeah. All right. Accused murderer. Now, what are you in there with your peanut butter telling girls to put it on their dog? 
All right, here we go. JD <laughs> is just as bad as these people in horror films. Nobody ever thinks to call the cops. <laughs> I just said I'm calling the cops. It's the first I didn't thing I go said. Ahead. Go ahead. That doesn't scare me. Uh, okay, I'm going to go away. See you later, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, baseball card delivery. Would you please open up? This is an OJ. This is baseball card delivery. Time to get your, to see if you got your lucky card. Hello, Chipotle. Hello, Chipotle. Delivery. Come on, JD. Open up the door. Let's be friends. It's OJ Nordberg. Come on. Uh, We're not friends. We're not friends. I have some Madden coins for you. Come on. Open up the door. Let's be friends. Not worth it. Not worth it. Leave me alone. Hold it a second. I'm leaving, okay? All right. Wine delivery. Wine delivery for J.D. Armour. Open don't up, please. No, no, I got no, it. What? You. You, don't, you don't drink wine? No, no, I'm not, not from you. Mm. Okay, I'm leaving. I'll leave it at the door. Okay. Oh God, here we go. Hey, it's Ronald McDonald. I got a filet of fish here. <laughs> Get out of here. Man, if you weren't on OJ's radar before, you definitely are now. Well, well this isn't helping. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hello, open up, please. Spoon delivery. Special <laughs> spoons from Applebee's. Open up the All door. Right. All right, we're Woo. done. We're done with this. Spoon like of this the anymore. Month Club. <laughs> Not fun. Hello, hello. Is it, hello, open up. It's a, a hot cam girl coming to your house. <laughs> I'm going to trick you now, right JD. I, I hot cam Clearing house. I got your million dollars. Uh, hello, DoorDash. I'm here with your Chipotle. <laughs> Living my best life. I can't believe you. Block me. <laughs> Get out of here. I would love to. All right. Anyway, I got to take a break. When we come back, I would talk to I John. To. And want to say hi to him. See how he's doing. I haven't talked to John. And how long have you? Did you look up how long it's been? Real long. I hadn't even uh, on a personal level. I haven't spoken to John. We used to vacation together and stuff, and yeah. and I don't know. Then he dropped me. Wasn't nice. <laughs> oh, I think I hear a knock on Jay. Uh-oh. It's your friend JD. Samantha B. Hello, JD. Samantha B. Here to hang out with you. Get out of here! Well, I, know I, got, you. I just Get got out of here. I got vaccinated. <laughs> Go away, OJ. Samantha B. Your, your friend. Your, your, we DM. <laughs> Card break right. delivery. <laughs> Get out of here. Card break. <laughs> Excuse me, is Amy Pola? I know you think I'm hot. I'm here to service you. <laughs> it's not OJ. <laughs> Stovetop delivery. <laughs> Look at him. He thinks I'm the funniest. <laughs> All right, goodbye. I gotta go. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, excuse me, I just got, I'm here from the Director's Guild. Steven Spielberg says, you want to be a director? We're here to induct you. <laughs> Open up the door now. Open up the door now, JD. We're going to cut your head off if you don't open up that door. Uh, so, a uh, Chinese buffet here. <laughs> I can't fool this kid. <laughs> He's not like Nicole. I love this song. Let me roll it to you. 
Jeannie. This is the greatest song by McCartney. That riff. I love Jeannie, this song. That's a great song. from Brooklyn Drake. Excited. Stamos is coming. John Stamos. Yes, Marianne. Are you all charged up? Howard, Howard, am I charged up? It's the best thing that's happened to me in a long time. John Stamos is talented, kind. He, he treated me to bye-bye, Birdie. I saw him the best man, but I have a confession, Howard. My top two, John Stamos and you, and guess who the winner is by your curly hair, Howard? It's you. It's there you. you There's my girl. It better be, of course. How dare you. <laughs> uh, let me say hi to John Stamos. It's been a couple of years. It's uh, Robin, you asked this question. 2016 was the last time John ah. Stamos visited us here on the air. And how long ago he, was that? That uh, Well, I'm going to do the math real quick, John. Give me a second here. I'm not a math major, but I'm pretty good at it. All right. What I do is 2016, I add up. 2017, okay. 18, okay. 19, right. 20, 21. Now, what I what you don't know is I'm using my fingers, so it's five years. That's how I do it. That's how I did that. That's how I got okay. that. Hey, John. Carry the one. Hi, Howard. Hi, Robin. I'm Hi so happy there. to see you guys. Hi. John. R- Howard. Yes. First of all, you're in a some sort of recording studio. Is that where, you're, uh, where you are right now? Yeah, the guy that used to live here that sold it to me was a, a record producer, so I just changed this. Howard, he was can a record I say- producer? Yes. He produced oh. uh, soundtracks for, for television. He did the music for Glee and Adam Anders is his name. And, uh, when did you move Ryan to that house? Let's hear about, uh, let's see, I moved in in August. Ralph came in September, stayed about three months, two months. When was the, when, when was the last time you guys came to Los Angeles? We came to Los there? Angeles. We did a bunch of shows. I saw you when I came to Los Angeles. We were at a dinner party. You showed up, I think, at Jimmy's house. No, I mean when you did the show here, like in the last right, couple right. years. Right, right. That was before the pandemic. When was that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Ralph came, Ralph came over. Maybe. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Howard, can I? First of all, Robin, thank you guys for saying such nice things about the show. And what it was like two weeks ago on a Saturday, I kept getting this call from New York, New York, and I didn't know who it was. And then I get a text: Hey, it's uh, Howard and Beth. Pick up. And to have your hero and your idol say such nice things about the show and i got to show you my wife and my kid it was just one of the greatest sweetest calls i've ever gotten so thank you howard that really really meant a lot to me thank we you watched about the your show, show. thank you we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about your show i'm gonna get there i got a lot okay. i want we right. have to catch up on a lot of stuff but i hear you I, uh, yeah. and we got to talk about our relationship and what what happened what happened to, to it yeah what yeah. happened to it yeah yeah but but john <laughs> the reason I called you was that uh, when I saw your new TV show, which is on Disney, which must thrill you because you're like a Disney fanatic. That makes me happy. Yeah. Big shot. Uh, when, when I saw you, when I saw the show, I said, I, you know, I said to Beth, we, we were both like, wow, this is a really good show. This is a show we would watch. Uh, John really? plays a, yeah, John plays a basketball coach who uh, gets kicked out of uh, college ball because he's you know, a hothead and, and throws a chair at people. And then uh, he ends up, the only job he can get is high, um, coaching a, a girls' high school uh, basketball team, which is funny, but it's very charming. It's, it's like John, John's really good in it. So I, I, it's so incredibly Beth, charming, so well cast. The kids are oh, great. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, I, it I really didn't think is you'd heartwarming. Even... Oh, thank Tar you. So much. I, I didn't know you would. Wa- I, first of all, I was like, I wonder if he's gonna. They're gonna send him a link. I wonder if he'll watch it. If he watches, he's not gonna like this kind of show. Maybe Robin. And then when you called me, I was just 
just blown away. It was just so such such a sweet thing. You're so good to your friends, Howard. Even though we're not as close as we used to be, you you still reach out. You 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 mean so much to me and to so many people. And I just it, it was just and everybody heard it. David Kelly is a huge fan of the show, and you guys, you should get him on. He's a you know he's quite brilliant. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I, but 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 I, you know it was weird. I said I'm going to call John. I didn't even know if he, I, I still had the right number, and so I I picked up the phone with Beth and we called you. And I heard through the grapevine <laughs> that you thought I was calling. The only reason I would be calling you is because yeah. Ralph had I thought died. Ralph was or dead. You thought yeah. Ralph was dead and something happened to Ralph. Yeah, it's like oh Beth and Howard pick up. I'm like, Ralph's dead. Ralph's got to be dead. I mean, why else are they going to call me on a Saturday? <laughs> you know, when I heard that, I was, you know, the weirdest thing is if Ralph died, I don't even think I would call you. I, you'd I mean, have to you call know, him. Yeah, you'd have to call yeah, me. Yeah. If Ralph, you know what I mean? No, but I, when I when I saw the TV show, I was happy for you. And I said, oh, this is a really good part for John. This show is going to be successful. You know, you can feel it. It's like when the first time I, I see things, you know, something's good. And so, uh, yeah, so we said, let's let's touch base with John. So John goes, let's FaceTime. Never mind this. It was the weirdest thing. All of a sudden, John FaceTimes me. And you know how good looking John is. So I'm looking at John. And then he goes, let me show you my kid. This kid looks like better looking than John. No offense, John. Yeah, and he is. The kid, the, and then he goes, and then he puts the camera on his wife. And the wife's better looking than both of these people. <laughs> I mean, so my God, this, this, and I go, gee, I said to my wife, what a, fa I mean, I think that's why he likes FaceTiming. I'm walking around no, with a no. ski cab on. With a bag <laughs> over my head. Like FaceTime is the greatest invention that ever happened to John Stamos because he looks good and, wow. and his family looks good. So he's like, no, we FaceTime around here, around this house. <laughs> it was quite remarkable. None of this I mean, phone she, call stuff for us. No, she, your wife looked like she was sitting. I, were you guys having a picnic outdoors or something? No, like, like, it was we, just a Saturday morning, I think. We weren't doing anything. It looked like a scene out of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> like an Ingmar Bergman movie at the end. Like they a realized, movie set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean gee, it was so idyllic, you know what I mean? I mean, FaceTime is the worst thing for people like me. Really? But for you, it's like so, it's perfect. You, you've you never looked better. You look fantastic. And Robin, you do too. I'm so happy you're so <laughs> oh. healthy. And so well, I thank you. But I, thought, I said that to both of you guys. You were running, I think, jogging or something. And Beth looked great. But, but Caitlin, I hope you get a chance to talk to her more because she reminds me so much of Beth. She's just like the most down-to-earth, normal girl. Doesn't give a shit about my fame. Doesn't give a shit about looks and all that stuff. She's really a, a super grounded. And she's become a big fan. I don't, she didn't listen much before, but now she's like, did you hear Howard today? Did this? Did you hear Howard? Yeah. And, and she loves so Ralph. All girls do, but she, <laughs> I left most of the time. Ralph was literally here for like two or three weeks. And, and we asked him to say, he was great with the baby. I was a little afraid at first, but he was great with Billy. And, um, and I would leave. I was at work. Well, it was, was it during the pandemic? No, it was before I was yeah. gone and I'd come home and, you know, Caitlin and Ralph would be cooking and, you know, decorating. It was Halloween and he helped us decorate and stuff. You know, John, you used to always say to me when John was, you know, look, John has had no shortage of women in his life. It's almost too much. to. It would be the greatest book ever if John wrote a book about it. Some of us have had a glimpse of what John has been up to in his life, and it's probably the greatest life that anyone has ever lived. Bottom line. A male and, fantasy? Yeah, absolutely a male fantasy. And, you know, it, it, it was wild to me because uh, John would always say to me when he sees me, he goes, I got to find my Beth. I got to find my Beth. Right, John? You'd always say to me, I got to yeah, yes, find yes, my yes, Beth. Yes. I, and I'd say to John, I'd say, John, you're so full of shit. 
You're not looking for any bet. <laughs> you're never going to find a bet because you got to want to find a bet. John, yeah, you're right. what happened in your life that mm-hmm. you – and I'm being serious. I don't want any bullshit. Yes, yes. And maybe – I know you've done therapy. I know you're sober, right? You, you, yeah, this is not yeah. a secret. You, you talk oh, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it, it what – when you – when seriously, when you have so mm-hmm. much, when, when women really like you that much, you start to believe, hey, I can have any woman ever. You know, I could have more and more women. Which is not true. Well, but, okay, you can't have everyone. I'm sure you've been rejected by two women in your whole life. But I'm saying <laughs> – how did you come to the maturity? And it is a maturity where you said, you know what? One woman is enough for me. I don't need to keep the party going. Yes. Yeah, I, um, the sobriety helped. You know, I, I, my mind got very clear. I'll never forget Fred. Is Fred on here? He said yeah. something, sort of like what you said. I was on the show going, ah, I can't find anybody. And Fred said, knock it off. He said it too. He said, if you, we don't want to hear this anymore. If you wanted to find her, you could find her. You're just being an asshole. And I was like, oh, Fred. And that, that stuck with me. Um, and then I just got clear. And I, I realized that I just had to put everything I had into it. When I met Caitlin, I met her. We were shoot, I was doing an episode of SVU where I played this crazy. Did you ever see it, uh, Robin? I think Gary watched that show. But no, I played this I'm guy not who, an SVU person. Yeah. Right, he was so egotistical that he wanted to spread his progeny. And he had 42 children. And I was uh, conning these girls. I was, I was poking holes in condoms. And oh, I think Gary has some story about the actual real guy who did this. But uh, and Caitlin was one that I was trying to get pregnant, and I was in the bathroom, and, and Ice T kicks the door down, and and she goes, "He's in there," and then he kicks my door down, and I have a like a, a needle in a condom, I'm like I'm gonna get her pregnant, <laughs> and that's where. But she was engaged, and um, we we exchanged numbers, but after a while, she said, "You know, we gotta stop texting because I'm I'm getting married." I'm like, okay, stop texting me, texting me. She got married, and then. Six or seven years later, I, I walked into the set of Fuller House, and she was sitting in the audience. I said, oh, you're stalking me. She said, don't, don't flatter yourself. My my roommate is on the show this week. I said, oh, is that your husband? She said, no, it's just a, a friend. Oh, wow, here's my shot. She was just a, a nice, really beautiful, normal girl. And I, I had to tell myself that this is, I, I think, what I need so I put everything into it and feel, thinking that if I, if it doesn't work, then that's okay. Then I know how to put everything into, you know, a relationship and, and a serious relationship. And that's sort of what happened. That, Was it that, therapy that, that helped you say, hey, um, it's not the question of whether or not I can find a nice woman. It's me. I'm the problem. You know, yes. I've got to be willing to say a no to certain people. That's it. Yes. Yes. 100%. Especially I, himself. <laughs> and my penis you um you've always talked about therapy in fact i think when my when my father passed away uh and it was right around i was got divorced and my dad died and i was having a very tough time and it, and i think through ralph you guys set me up with a therapist in new york and i went a couple of times and i just bawled my head off i'll never forget it was the the night before my dad uh he had a stroke in um in las vegas and and never recovered but I remember talking to Hel- Hel- I was with Helen Hunt and Kevin Spacey. They were dating, or they were together at a hotel, and and dating, uh, and well, they were they were they were pretending. And then, okay. um, and uh, Helen said, "Do you ever go to therapy?" I said, "No. I, I think the only thing I would ever talk about was losing my parents because I I just I'm so close with them." And and but I said, "But the therapist would probably say, you know, just uh, spend more time with them. They're alive. Be 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 with them now." And then my dad had a stroke the next day, so I blame Helen for a lot of my troubles. 
<laughs> when you go to going, a therapist, but wait a second, mm-hmm. when you go to a therapist, yes, in a way, when you say you have troubles, I think because of your good looks, I'm being serious and also your fame and success, okay. I would think a lot of times you say, you know, or people will say to you, oh, John, not, knock it off. You have the perfect life. You've got right. all these beautiful women. You've got money. You've got a great house. Is it hard for people to take you seriously when you say you have problems? Well, I guess so. But I mean, everybody's, you know, different. Everybody's problems are different. I mean, yeah, you could look and go, oh, he has it all. I was, I was really um, getting very, I, I was not very healthy for some time then. And it went on way too long. I should have straightened up a long time ago. And it took, you know, getting a DUI and going to rehab and, you know, so it, it, that did a lot. But. Yeah, Did my rehab works. Does rehab work? Well, it's been six, almost six years, so it worked for me for sure. So you um, mean you you went and you got something out of it and it worked? It was like oh, oh yeah. they got through to you. Yeah, and I got I was I, it was getting bad, and I I was I was going to lose everything that I had, and and I sort of there was a moment I swear to God that I felt like I I, I didn't want to kill myself, but if I died. I'd be okay. I've done it. That's what I used to tell myself. I bullshit myself. I've done everything. I've had everything. I've same fame. Blah blah blah. Doesn't matter anymore. But but the but the the end goal was being where I am now. You know, clear and straight, and with a great wife and a you know and a kid. Um, Maybe this is too personal. But did you ever get? Mm-hmm. But it could help people. Did you ever get to yes. the bottom of why you got into substance? I don't know what you were doing. What was the worst of it? Alcohol, I assume. Um, yeah, there's, pills. There's, I don't know. Yeah, some pills and stuff. But um, yeah. Did you yes, ever get to I, the did, bottom? I think I, you know, g- get to the bottom of why I was doing it. Yeah. Like, what? why yeah. do you think? Because, again, I think the only way people can get out of that hole is mm-hmm. to really confront what the problem is. And sometimes yes, you never know. You don't know. And th- therapy helped quite a bit. And then going through. Yeah, I was just I was so sad. I, I was so sad that I my life was just you know very lonely and i know that sounds like bullshit but i was and i i you know i was just carrying on with all these you know women and stuff and then um i was sad i was sad that i got divorced and that went on way too long i was sad that my father died my mother uh died towards the the end of all of it too and and it just you know it just broke my heart i i i remember that a friend of mine told me that after i got out and after uh after my mom passed away that she was calling saying i'm worried about johnny i think he's you know I wish I, you know, anyway, um, but I, but it's great now. It's great now. My, my life is, they, they promise you, you know, like you're going to, you, everything that you ever dreamed of, it can come true. And it did for me. And it, it did fast. Look, I would be a fucking idiot to, to not, uh, straighten up because I, I have been handed everything. I've been extremely lucky career. I have great friends. I have people that care about me and, and, you know, I'd be a fool to throw, throw all that out. Do you think you were said to, because you once said to me, you said, Howard, You've got it made because you're going to go down in history. And yes. you said to me, I'm not going to go down in history. Do you feel, because I was even, when I was watching in the new show, you know, yes. John really is a good actor. He's a really good actor. Did you always feel like I never got that one movie or that one fucking, that was, was the career also something that frustrated you in a way, even though you've had this tremendous career? And when I say tremendous, I don't mean just as an actor, but also you're the fucking drummer in the Beach Boys. I mean... To have two successes like that, that's pretty crazy. It, it's yeah. pretty wild. So, but did you feel frustrated that maybe you could have been more? 
I think I did deep down inside, but then I've always, I think, well, I, I'm never going to give up. I think, you know, I was, I went to do a lot of theater, right? And you guys were so great to come. You always came to my stuff out and Robin too, but like to sit through a three hour play with, although that was with James Earl Jones, remember the, the, it was fabulous. that play that you guys came to, yeah. um, the best man. So I felt like to me, I was satisfied because I got to do, you know, theater and I got to make some really interesting, uh, small films or, you know, ER was a, you know, I, I felt when I did ER that I thought, okay, if people are not seeing that I can act, then that's their problem. So it re- I don't think, uh, you know, consciously, I don't think that bothered me. You know, um, but you know how I like feel- Clooney, like Clooney got like these movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Clooney's the quintessential good looking guy. You're a, you know, a handsome leading man type. And you right. look at some of these guys and, you know, I don't know, like, and you were looking at me and going, gee, you're going to go down in history. You know, you, you, you seem to like sort of focused on that. So I didn't know if that was a well, thing. No, I was just, and I know you've said this, I'm glad you gave me credit. Cause I remember saying, it's like, you go down in history because you are the best at what you do. There's no, nobody better. There's a lot of the best guitar players, a lot of actresses, actors, but you are the best at what you do. You work so hard. You're such an influence and an inspiration to me because your discipline is outstanding. Like how you, how, when you went to, to do photography, you could you could build a camera. You know, now with this painting, how did you learn how to water paint like you do it? Like you dig in so deep. You write books. You're doing all this stuff. It's like how do you do all that? Well, look, I mean, for is me, it from your father. I mean, the, no, I think for me, well, I got a lot of hangups, but for mm-hmm. me, um, being excellent at something is really important i want to be yeah. the best at it but that's why i was thinking of you you know the the well, well, the whole thing you know what i learned whole... go, I'm sorry. you oh, know what ahead. i learned in therapy too that 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 this was and what you do is like i was getting by on you know 60 70 percent and my 60 percent was better than you know 98 percent of the people out there <clears throat> so i wasn't giving it my all and i think maybe out of fear you know you, if you give everything you got and you fail then you go, oh shit! That was, oh, I didn't try my hardest. I could do it, you know, again next time. Um, right. So that's part of it. But to, and that's what I didn't do with my relationship. I said, I'm going to give it my all. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter because just to go through those motions and have that muscle in you to do the very, very, you know, we talk about it in the show. There's that great speech where he says in the locker room, like, just do your best. That's all I'm asking. Do right. it. Look, can you look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, I did my best. You know, and, and then he says the big, you know, NCAA champion, that's all you got. Do your best. And he says, now, you know, that's all I got. That's all I've ever had. What right. do you have? Right. Great David Kelly stuff. You Dean know, it's a, is also a writer on our show, too, who you, who who was working on your young Howard uh, thing. with Mitch Right. Horowitz, yeah. No, the writing on your new show is really good. And I and I think this is going to really turn a lot of people on. I think it's a great show for you. I really do. I, um, you know, mm-hmm. I was thinking, too, about you. And the way you change your life around, like now you're married, you got a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, you're sober. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really quite remarkable. And the reason I always say I have trouble, I had trouble taking it seriously that you might have a problem because. Right, right, right. Going back to even like this Beach Boys thing, you treat it kind of casually. But how many guys who are known as actors go to a Beach Boys concert and somehow become one of the Beach Boys. I wasn't even, and you kind of play it low key. I didn't, all the years I knew you before you got in the Beach Boys, Mm. I didn't even know you played drums. Um, I I didn't know you played guitar. I didn't know you sang. I don't sing well. I played drums at your wedding, remember? Yeah. I'm saying I didn't, I didn't know this about you. And, And I mean, 
being tapped to be the drummer. When did you get into drums? When did you start playing? I was always a. Uh, I I was either going to like be a musician or an actor. I think I wanted to do both, but uh, I played drums since I was a kid. And the Beach Boys were my idols. God, I just you know, growing up in Southern California, I had the eight track of Surf of, of uh, Endless Summer, and um, I just loved them. And I met, I knew the guitar player, and I and I went to a show, and he he said, "Come back after the show and before the encore, and come you know, come back." And I went back. I was in like eighty one or eighty two, and uh, General General Hospital was on. And all these girls and cheerleaders chased me into the, the the dressing room. And Mike Love was like, who's that? <laughs> Jeff said, that's my friend. He's on TV. He said, do girls follow him around like that all the time? Jeff said, yeah. He goes, get him on stage. <laughs> and so I went and, I and played Barbara Red. And then one of the first big shows I played with them was at the Mo Washington Monument um, in 84 when when uh, there was a million, like a real million, not a Trump million, like a million people on the lawn there. And it was insane right and jimmy page was playing guitar i think i talked about this last time but yeah, you told me um, um but but here's the th question i have like do you, like when but, the beach boys make you the drummer well do you, yeah. do you do you have to go play with them a bunch of gigs or like go do a bunch of rehearsals i mean that's kind of a big step for them yeah it's great that girls chase you around but you got to actually know right. how to play right yeah i mean it th their whole thing is completely unorthodox right i mean you know you talk about a, a band that you know was writing music for charlie manson i mean manson did a song called never learn not to love on the mike douglas show you love mike douglas that the, yeah. the you know that that the beach boys wrote he wanted to be a singer and and he um i got some great stories from mike love recently but he you know dennis was was uh dennis and terry melcher were driving down pch and they picked up a couple girls and one of them was squeaky from brought him back to the house and had sex and then so we're going to the studio when we come home. Uh, you guys stay here. We're going to the studio and we'll be back later. They came home and there was this big party happening at their house. And this little guy walks out and, and he kisses Dennis, Dennis's feet and says, I'm not here to hurt you, man. I'm here to serve you. <laughs> it was Manson. And he never left like Ralph. I mean, he moved in and that was it. Like and, Ralph. Yeah. And they had to, you know, they, finally Dennis had to just move out of his own house. So this is not a, you know, uh, they don't do anything sort of normal. And, and so I was around and then I would play on the encore and Dennis had died, their, their original drummer. And they always used two drummers. And so I was like kind of double drumming for a while. And then I just, I just kept on, kept on. And my drumming was decent. Uh, Carl Wilson was a beautiful musician and a beautiful soul. He sang God only knows and, and, uh, um, good vibrations. And, and he was a, he was a taskmaster. He was a really into rhythm and he would say, watch my elbow and, and I, for time, you know, and so I'd play that and it just grew and grew. And I wanted to get them out in the world. I knew that the radio wasn't playing at that point. So I started putting on my TV shows. I had a show with Jack Klugman that they came on first. And then I, then full house, they came on when Kokomo was, uh, was a hit. But wait, do you do you get to um, hang with? I mean, do you know Brian Wilson at all, or was this mm -hmm. like? Oh, so Brian approved? Didn't he have to approve of you to be in the Beach Boys, or was he too far gone? Well, he would he had, he was gone for a while, and and like I said, that nobody it was a big organization, two jets and big concerts, and it was sort of a, a two camps on stage even. And I remember one time Carl early on kind of was playing guitar and looked back and was like. Who's that? Okay, it's John Stamos. Um, no one had bothered it, to tell him that John Stamos was the drummer in the band. Yeah, I don't think so. And I was no. playing percussion and stuff. But there was, you know, there was maybe 15, 16 people on stage at one point. And then when <laughs> you'd have to play drums, it was like driving a truck. And, you know, I really learned. But, um, yeah, so Brian was around. And then uh, in the early 90s, Brian had come back from, you know, they, Landy had kidnapped him and took him to uh, Hawaii and they, you know, reprogrammed his brain and everything. And crazy story. And um, 
but this, I think for some reason Landy thought I was a good influence around him. And so they were putting me with Brian a lot. I, w- I came down and sang on his record. We we broke into this. Um, it was in Toronto, and after the show, we broke into a, a ballroom looking for a piano. I was like, "We got to play piano. We got to play piano." And they and they videotaped everything, you know, on him. And it was so I have the video of it. it's beautiful. I'll send it to you guys. And he's he's playing. Um, he just starts playing songs, and 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 he just was tall and thin, and it was like Brian. He was funny, and he starts playing, and then he starts writing a song. He's like, "Rock roll, Sam, you you sing bass, rock." Row, rock, in, and you know he's giving out parts, and it was I literally you know wet my pants, and uh, then he asked me to come down and sing on a record, and it was really cool. He was. But if Brian think, Wilson thinks you're a good enough musician to to perform with him and stuff, that means you're at a master level as a musician. I mean, as a drummer, um, you say you're not a good singer, but then Brian Wilson is singing with you. That's pretty, yeah, pretty heady stuff. I mean, it's it's a pretty amazing career, really, when you think about it. I think I need to, I, and I'm doing this right now, like with this show. I was like, I just let it all sink in because I, I always say, like, if I would write a book, and I don't think I ever will, it would be called, it would be titled like, "If you would have told me when I was a kid, right. I'd be, you know, t- talking to Howard Stern, or, you know, I used to ride my bike past because Mike Love's parents lived near us, and I would ride my bike to their house, and I would look in the window and see the gold records, and, and just like, oh my god, that's so, you know. um, yeah, it yeah, is I'm, wild. I'm you know, impressed. I, I feel like you more than any guy I know, have had actual deep relationships with people in show business. You know, like your relationship, I I never even understood it fully. Your relationship with Don Rickles, the reason I didn't understand it is because, like, I have trouble making friends with older men. It would have been a great thing for me if I could have done that because my, my father was pretty cold to me, and I think... If I had been wise enough or knew enough about my own mental health, right. if I could have had a few older men who mentored me in the ways of yes. being a man, it would have been helpful. So I used to speculate that maybe your sobriety and everything was about you didn't get enough from your father. And you like you, you have a relationship with Mike Love, who's 80 years old, Rickles, who was, you know, much older than you. Gary it's Marshall like- was a... Like that, uh, uh, Jack Klugman was was a, my first guy. My my it wasn't. I had the greatest relationship. My father was my hero. And my father was, you know, when you say like, when you get old, you go ah, there's it's just a man. He's not the superhero. Like that never happened. He was always the coolest fucking dude to me. He was my best friend. And losing him was really heavy. You know, it was really heavy. And that's when I I turned to you. You guys set me up with a therapist there in New York. He he. Let me see if I can find. I'll get this letter. But um, he passed away, so I just started gravitating towards towards these older men, and and sadly they're they're going. But Don, till the day, you know, the last time I talked to him, I think we talked about you, and he was so grateful for the way you treated him when when we came in. And I remember you you stood up and you took your glasses off and you called him Mister Rickles, and it it just meant so much to him. And Robin, if you remember, they were so it was such a beautiful thing to sit back and watch them connect on being, you know, oh, geeks yeah. at school and what made them funny and where their comedy came from. And it was one of the greatest things I've ever I was seen. Shocked. And he loved it. I was shocked that Rickles never picked on me. Like it was weird. Like, you know, he always kind of goofs on everybody and it's kind of the, yeah. you know, the badge of honor that Don Rickles made a joke about you. When yeah. I was with him, even on Letterman, we appeared together. He never would say a bad word about me. He never even I went to dinner with him one night uh, with a group of people and he was vicious to everyone in the room. Funny, but vicious. I mean, really shockingly vicious. 
Yeah, and yeah. he'd come to me and go, oh, hey, Howard, how you doing? That's it. <laughs> he never, and I, I don't know, I still to this day don't know what to make, you know, make of that whole thing. Maybe he didn't like you. No, I'm kidding. Maybe. He, was, he, he revered you. No, no, no. I, I think he was, you know, he was, he was in awe of you. Uh, he, he, he loved you. He listened. I think his son would listen. I got, uh, I asked him one year, he said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, uh, I want to listen to Hello. He made one record. It was called Hello Dummy. I said, I want to listen to that record and I want to stop and ask you how you did this. And I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. I said, you uh, asked me what I wanted. And so, we, and he hadn't heard it in a long time. And it kept stopping. How'd you do that? How'd you remember all those names? I'm doing Rickles. I'm just doing Rickles. Did you write that before? No, I'm doing, do you remember when he was doing the Reagan inauguration and, um, the little guy Webster introduced him and he said, um, he said, um, all right, now, you know, Mr. Roth. and Don comes all the way up on the stage and, and the kid's holding the mic and he says, be funny. And hands Don the the mic and, and Don just off the top of his well, there's one little black kid who'll never play basketball. Go, where, did, where did that come from? Did you write you know? But some of his stuff some of his stuff, like I wonder, you know, towards the end of his life, I think it was getting you know, he was starting to get a little flack. I mean, he said something about President uh, Obama sweeping up after at the White House. And, right. He was out he of touch. Get it. He, he yeah. was out of touch and didn't understand. I remember we would uh, we I would go to Vegas. He, I would go to Vegas and we were having dinner afterwards and and um and his wife said, "Don, you have to stop saying the f a g o t word." You know? Did right. you say that? On that? I yeah. Don't know. You didn't and, spell and it right, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we know what you're doing. <laughs> no, I think it's two Gs, but we get it. Two Gs, sorry. But he and he said, "Well, it's a funny word." And he would do like werewolf faggot or. Uh, what am I, a, a, a Mau Mau fighter pilot faggot or something? And and he said, Don, John, did I say it? I said, you said it about eight times. And then I was, uh, the, the night before, I went to see Elton John, and he said, his, his, and I said, how, he said, how was he? I said, he's good. He has a couple kids. He's so happy. He goes, well, are, are the kids gay because the two, you know? I said, no, right. Don, you know, you know. But he was, you know. Look, was he was an older had, man. He, yeah. he used to get laughs with that stuff, and he wasn't right. at the point in his life where he would understand that everything had the changed had around changed. him. Yeah. Right, you know, the line never, had moved. Yeah, yeah, he, but, he, but you know, I th I'm sorry to interrupt but, you. But here's the weird thing with you: like you're able to sit in a room with Rickles and have a relationship with him. I don't mean like just some quick banter. I mean, you would go to his house and hang out with the guy, and you yeah. know, you're able to you're able to do that. You're comfortable with that. I, I'm he, not. He, he I don't was, know why. I got, right. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, I got him at a time when nobody cared about him. It, it was like he was and I happened to sit next to him at a restaurant and we just talked and talked. And then I just showed him some attention. And then I started bringing people around that that loved him, that didn't know he was alive. And he loved that. And then he had that resurgence because we did that um, documentary and, and then people went, oh, he's still around. He's still so funny. And then everybody came pouring in and it made him so happy. But he would call me. We would talk on the phone for hours, like two little schoolgirls. I mean, wow. We I was so happy that he met Caitlin because he always wanted me to you know settle down like like you did, Howard. But but well, let me get back to your dad. So you did. Any, has it changed? Is it got, how old are they? Ninety? Something? My father's 97. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, my father and I have a fine relationship in the sense that, you know, I love him. and, and uh, But, you yeah, know, yeah. I think we missed out on a lot. We weren't uh, close. He didn't get me. Uh, he didn't take really uh, that much of an interest in me, and, and, and nor could he relate to me. I think Did my you, parents... You broke the cycle with your daughters, right? I know you were. Yeah, but I went into therapy. I, I didn't know how right. to be a father, honestly. I, I, oh. I thought I did. I said, oh, I'll be like my father. Right. Which is probably not the best idea. I just thought that's how parents are. And, um, you know, I probably was too much of a hard ass. And then when I went into therapy, I said, you know, I'm really here because I want to be a good father. And I was divorced and I was like, and I want to learn to be a good husband. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm out of it. I'm not, I don't really understand what it is to be a man. What did and he, so, what tools did it, what, what specific things early on did he tell you? How did well, we, used, we, we, well, we, we broke down my, my sense of the world, which was that I'm entitled right. to everything. That's why I asked you at the beginning of the interview, how did you learn mm-hmm. how to say no to booze or whatever substance you were on? I don't know specifically what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of times I was around you. I was pretty sure you were doing something. And, I think the uh, last time I saw you at Jimmy's, let me grab something here. Hold where on. is he going? All right, go ahead. He's getting something. <laughs> I wanted to grab, I just saw this thing from my dad. Yeah, go ahead. I also hey, by the way, had to give up women as, as part of that sobriety. No. Was he a sex No, man? no, you don't, no, no, no nobody's that No, sober. you never do that. <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have that problem. I you was, didn't have you that know, problem. Yeah, my dad said something. My, a friend of mine told me recently too. Was we're talking about dads, and you know, on the show, two, the third episode, my daughter moves in with me. She's sixteen, and, and I don't. I he know. Doesn't know how yeah, to be by dad. the way, you yes. know, they sent me the show. They sent me only three episodes. Yeah, that's I, t- I complained to. I, I'd like to see the whole series. Yeah. And oh, uh, John says to and John says to me, "Oh, I'll have them send you the series." But really, do right. it, John. I mean, you, you know, I haven't seen the whole series. I, I'm, I'm really that into the show. I want to see the whole thing. I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm the three I episodes did. in. You watched. I've been the, telling uh, okay. everybody about it, and I was disappointed too that I couldn't see another show when it was oh, over. I'm sorry, we didn't think you guys would want to watch the first one even. But by the way, what to, to tell these people at Disney? Get with it. Mm-hmm. They should release yeah. your whole new show at once. In other words, so we can stream it. This yeah. idea of releasing one episode a week is bullshit because then you forget to watch the following episodes. Yeah. I think they talk should your, just talk to them. Talk to your, talk to your Bob, Bob uh, your boy Bob Bobby. Iger. I talked Bobby. to Bobby Iger. Sure. That's when I knew you were really, and I've been a fan forever, you know, and I was like, this is, I think I was on like 25 years ago probably to start with, right? When people like Iger, and I remember Brad Gray calling me and said, S.H. Anna, you're friends with this Howard Stern. I said, yeah. Can you, you know, make an introduction? Do you know that he called me to, to meet you? And I, I think by the time I got to you or the, he had already called you and you guys, he was in New York. And, and by the way, Brad, so I was going to this therapist, Phil Stutz, and he, he's cool to talk about him. And I still go. And one of the first things he said to me was, if you weren't so fucking stupid, you realize how good you have it, dummy. And then we went on from there. The therapist he said, your life said is that? like a, yeah, he said your life is like a, a like a porpoise orgy. Stop it, you know. You've, 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 he said you've charmed the world. You don't need to do it anymore. Just shut the fuck up. Stop moving around so much. And he was that, you know, that was part of that his thing. But but I I told Sagan I said I can't be friends with you anymore until you go to this therapist because you know he he was a little neurotic back then back then. Right. Um, and then Brad went to to this guy as well. Well, um, you know what? You know, you know how good your life is. I heard the story that. Jennifer Lawrence, who I think is one of the hottest women and also talented, she tells the story that she was such a fan of yours, you know, going back when she was growing up on Full House and stuff, and so attracted to you that she saw you at a party and started stalking you. She she said she was stalking you. How did you not, excuse the vernacular, but how did you not bang her? Uh, what, why would you say no to her? Why would you, I mean, why why not? Well, I don't think I knew. Or maybe you did. No, I didn't. You didn't? Uh, really? Dude, no, no. <laughs> but I, but I, but I knew, uh, I don't think I knew it until I saw her talking about it on a talk show. I was like, whoa, whoa. I think I was in a relationship then. But you know, one thing that I got screwed up. Does on that drive you crazy though? Does that drive you crazy when you hear some woman was really into you and you wish you had known? Cause you would have, of course you would have had sex with Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, why not? Yeah, but I don't think she wanted to have sex. Did she? I mean, yeah, she was not into you. She was stalking. You know, what else is it? You know, at Brad's wedding, I was single, and Ava Mendez was uh, was across the room, and she was single at the time, and we'd been texting a little bit, 
And I, and I went over to, and I, I think I said something about her to you. And I went and said, you know, I said, Hey, how you doing? You, you like Howard, right? She says, yeah, yeah. So I said, she said, you know, I said, I'm sitting next to him at the wedding. Do you want to come over and say hi? She goes, yeah. Well, she got all excited about it. By the time we got to the table, you'd left. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're wedding. And, that, and that was it. That's the last I heard of her. You know, you know, um, how I know I'm not interested in show business at all. Like, like that wedding was the most star studded wedding yeah. that I had ever. I mean, I was sitting at a table yeah. with Martin Short and, you know, Giuliani was and, sitting next to us. Do you remember? Yeah, Giuliani. Giuliani was at the table. It was like it was a star. A J Lo was there. Everybody and, uh, was there. Yeah. Everybody was there, and I just said to my wife, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." Yeah, he and, couldn't wait to uh, leave. And she goes, "What are you talking about? This is so much fun." I go, "It's not fun for me. It's just it seems to, it seems aggravating. I don't know why." Yeah, I'm I don't that know way why. too. I'm are you? Too. Yeah, now now I'm, I'm you know like you. Know, who wants to leave? Who wants to go out? But it you is a drag, so, though, But you have. Like, you, you, you have a book in you. You're so like you. Well, you I'm really right. do. No, you do because like, like even early on, I don't know. You, people were attracted. Like you talk about like Liberace, like you knew Liberace, yeah. and and you even yeah. said early on because you're so good looking. Like you used to go to like gay party. Like gay gay guys would parade you around. Like they just wanted to be near you too. I mean, it wasn't mm -hmm. even just women. It was guys too, right? Yeah, I never forget you asking me in, in the most serious way. You said, "What's it like to walk in a room and have everybody look at you and think you're attractive?" Right. I was like, I never thought about that. What's it like for you to be the smartest <laughs> guy in the room, the most interesting no, not the guy smartest, the to be the ugliest the, guy in the room? It's horrible. Oh, you're ignored. Go. Listen to <laughs> me. You have the most right. I, I was ignored. I was yeah. I, I was like being Frankenstein. Are you kidding? It was like the little school. children used to throw rocks at me down by the river. <laughs> you should have seen what they were doing. No, but, but, you, I'm, what, no, but I was serious when I asked that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I never thought about it. I don't think about it. I didn't. Did Liberace, it, when you met him, me. when you met him, like I would just love to read a book about the people you've met, like your experiences with the Beach Boys. Like when you met Liberace, was he in love with you immediately? Like did he hit on you? <laughs> I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Oh, was I mean, it? A few people did, but everybody, for the most part, everybody is respectful. I had a few women that, you know, maybe went a little far at times, um, but that's okay. I remember I did this horrible movie with uh, Vanity. Do you remember her? Beautiful yes. singer. Yeah. And it was the, it was like the, 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 everybody sit down at dinner and get to know the cast dinner. And, and I sat next to her and, and I just met her. And I was like 19 or something, and the producer, director's making this big speech, and she reaches on the table and starts jerking me off under the table. I was like, oh, I like <laughs> show business. This is pretty good. Oh, my God. My dad. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. My that doesn't dad, happen um, to everybody, John. Never well, happened no, to me. I know, I know, I know. But you know did what, you John? doubt, like, what's that? John, I, I, yes. it, it, it's so funny you say that. I was once out to dinner <laughs> with yeah. two guys, and one of the guys had his fiance, <laughs> a very attractive woman. Yeah, and um, uh, I get I get up from the table from one of my friend, not the guy who had the the other guy who was single, you know. Right. And we're both sitting there, and he says, "Can you believe his fiance?" I go, "What? What do you mean?" He goes, "She was jerking me off under the table," and I go, "Really?" <laughs> and I was like so dejected, like I didn't get jerked off under the table. <laughs> Nobody's ever jerked me off under the table. I mean, it's yeah. just, like I can't imagine what it is to be the best looking guy in the world. You know what I mean? Well, it's just too much. It's wild. My, here's my dad. Here's a great insight. Pretty close. My, a friend of mine told told me this. He said one day, one day I said to your dad, I was like, "Oh boy, Johnny's he could get any girl he wants." And my dad said, "Ah, not any girl." That's the, you know, but, but he kept me, it was more about grounding to me, you know, being, staying right. grounded and staying humble. I worked at his restaurant. I was on General Hospital and I was working. He wouldn't let me not work at the restaurant. I was a Sunday guy. 
So I was working on at the restaurant on the weekends and doing General Hospital during the week. And then the show started airing and people were coming around saying, hey, could I have a ch- – no, aren't you on TV? I said, Dad, i got to quit. I'm famous. But that's – he wrote this <laughs> – yeah. I can't be sitting letter. here working in a diner. Yeah, what am I doing? He yeah. wrote this letter and he very he, – he really wrote and he really said, I love you. But I mean, but he, but he loved me so much and loved my sisters and my mother. And he never – Well, the fact he was, that he loved you was he would even let you work with him. In other words, he included you in his life. Well, you went to your your dad's business, right? Um, once a the year. Recordings. Right, right. My right. father said I never would want you in my business. But, you know, I think he did it out of love in a way because he said, I don't want this life for you. I don't think it's a uh-huh. – you know, I, was a, I saw it like a pretty good life being a recording engineer. And you but. became the best. What, at what moment – was it like around that time when the Brad Grays and the Bob Igers and these guys started to respect you? Is that when you thought – did you ever – what was the moment or the time period where you go – and everybody, they're, they're finally getting me. They finally realize that I'm, I'm, I'm important or I'm good. I haven't had that moment. I don't feel uh, that I, I, I feel I'm outside of show business. I've never really? felt like, yeah, I feel like, you know, you, like you have the kind of life, like I, I notice on your um, Instagram, like you've had a real show business career. Like you, po- you posted pictures, for example, with David Bowie and mm-hmm. Grohl, Dave Grohl. Dick Van Dyke and Gene Kelly, like old Hollywood, new, you know, new musicians, like, you know, people like you've, you've experienced. And I think it's great. I think if you manage to make it in show business, I think part of the, the, the glamour of it is that you get to hang around with these incredibly talented people. You know, yeah, yeah, how did you, how did you meet Bowie? I was at a concert. I, we, I didn't really know him. We just went backstage and talked for a while. I was with Barry oh. Stewart Masters. I think it was during, right after we did nine there in Broadway. The thing. Was there he, anything he was profound? Your, one of your idols, huh? No, mm, my God! Was, Come on, he was shorter than I thought, and he was sober. That was I wasn't, but he was talking about that a little bit. That he was very clear, and he could, you know, you think that you could be better drunk. And all all those years I did, I thought I was more charming, more funny, and uh, it was better to, you know, ha- be a little drunk during a concert. And you know, that was such a lie it, for me. Anyway, it, it was just, you know, wasn't the case. What was um, the thing you loved more when you, in terms of a substance? What was the thing that turned you on the most? Well, but, you know, alcohol started that. And then, you know, during those 90s, there was ecstasy and that was a feeling. Right. Did you ever do it? You never did no, that, right? No, I didn't get into we, that. What about when we, I was thinking about all the fun things we did. I, I don't have the memory that you guys do. You're so brilliant. I remember, you remember every little moment in junior high school. So remember we were dry, we were at Mr. Chow's and yeah. you guys were smoking pot <laughs> upstairs. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and then we, we got in a Bentley what was his name? The record producer was driving. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. And we were going down a wrong one-way street, the wrong way. And then... <laughs> John, wasn't that the scariest night ever? For me, yeah. it was so confusing. I don't like smoking weed. And no, for either. some reason that night, I smoked weed at the at the top of Mr. Chow's. We went into a private room. Yeah. Everyone was smoking. I wanted to sort of like experience the night. It was yeah. the stupidest thing I did. All I know is the next thing, there were all these paparazzi people and everyone said... Don't don't act high. Don't act high. And I'm like, don't act high. I'm fucking flying like a like a maniac. And then I remember Rick goes, "I'm getting us out of here." And Rick right, avoided the we, you, me, and a bunch of other people piled into a, mm-hmm. a, like a Rolls Royce that he yeah. was driving. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I knew, we were going down a one way street the wrong way to avoid right. paparazzi. And I said, "We're going to die like Lady Diana." This is I, I said, <laughs> "Let's." I said, "How's this for an idea?" Why don't you let these guys take our picture? We don't have to drive so fast. <laughs> That's true. And then that was I, a crazy your, night. 
I remember your face. We dropped you up at the hotel, and the, the glass doors were closing. You were super high, and you're like, like, like a fish trying to get out of a cage. You're like, help me. But didn't yeah. we also clear this up? Was that the same night that I took you to the Playboy Mansion? I know you'd never been, and I somehow knew somebody there, and I called. And we Didn't we remember? And I think it was just like the two of Maybe it was another no, night. No, you we and I went. Back. Think, it was movie night. Yeah, we went. No, no. I, I had been invited to a movie not a day, and I thought that would be interesting. I'd never seen the Playboy Mansion like during the day, you know, and yeah. and so you and I went and watched a movie. And but uh, you were goofing, like you were goofing on the movie, and you were goofing on on the place, and I was like, oh, "We're gonna get kicked out of here." Yeah, you I didn't care. It? Yeah, but I'm yeah, not. So. You know that. You, you, you don't bring me to something like that. You want to. You want to be accepted. You don't go. You don't go with me. You, you don't go with you. <laughs> right. The first time I oh. went to score, you took me to scores. Remember, it was and I was. Yeah. I was doing, it was the first time we hung out and, and we picked you up or you picked me up, but I was doing how to succeed in business too. And I remember because I, I, by the time I got to the theater, I was hammered. Um, <laughs> yeah. right? We, could could uh, you work high? Could you get high and then go do a, um, a show? You know, I, uh, yeah, I, for a while there, I thought I needed alcohol to be, you know, to be good. I drank, I, and I sort of handled it, but I had a, I had a deal where I drank a whole bottle of red wine during cabaret. I would start at, when I was getting my makeup on at like six. It was like an hour and a half. Makeup. And by the time I got to the end and that big torch song that he sings in a dress, uh, I, I was, you know, good and kind of warm and loopy and e- easily accessible to emotions. But, you know, it's, it's bullshit. Um, it is bullshit. But, but you yeah. start to believe that that can make you the actor right. you want to be. I'll be so loose on stage. I'll be myself. Right. So, you know, it, I think it's I, that's really, when you know you have a problem. It's talking to you and telling yeah, you it yes. makes you better. You know, you you said, you know, do I wish I was, uh, you know, a bigger star or George Clooney's career? I, I do. But I think I would have done a lot better if I if I would have straightened up a lot sooner and just been yeah. an adult. It took therapy. You know, the first thing is it was like, stop moving around. So much. You know, even just right now to just sort of be still and to talk, you know, like a human to you right now is. I still have to work at it. I still have to just go, it's okay, man. Just calm down, plant your feet, you know, and, yeah. and to do that as an actor, I think I finally did it. Some, sometimes it takes, uh, for me, it's taken me 25, 30 years to, to, to trust myself that I'm interesting enough. That I don't have to do a bunch of stuff or trust the writing, which is so great on this new show. Um, but it, it and some people get it right away. Jennifer Lawrence got it right away. DiCaprio got it right away. But some actors, it takes 25, 30 years and it's taken me. When you say you needed to trust the writing, what you mean, I in my uh, you know way of thinking, I'm not an actor, but in other words, sometimes you think, oh, my character wouldn't say this. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's something I'd say. And you said, fuck it, right? This time around, working with David Kelly on this new show, which I think is terrific, you said, hey, this guy knows something. I'll trust the writing, and I'll just go with that and become the character, right? That's what you mean, I think. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, and and that's why I could play it. I think because I wasn't worrying about changing it or making it work for me. I, look, I've worked with some incredible writers over the years. You know, Ryan Murphy, John Wells on ER, uh, Dan Fogelman, who used to didn't Dan Fogelman used to work with you or something? I think he worked with Jimmy. Great guy, loves you. Uh, he has This Is Us now is his show. Um, but then I've worked with some that weren't so good, and so I've always felt that I had to rewrite, you know, rewrite and fix. I learned a lot from Jack Klugman. He used to make me sit in the writer's room on, on punch-up night, and it was these great old-timers, and Jerry Belson and Harvey Miller, and I would sit in the corner and listen. But, but he was really hard on writers. We would read a script, and he would give it his all, you know, like you guys do. Give it his all, hit the jokes, do the thing. And when it was over, he, the whole table was silent. There was like 30 people in there, and everybody would look to Jack to see, and he'd, and he'd go, there's not one thought in the script and <laughs> throw the, you know, the script down. So I was hard on writers for a while too. I, I learned that a little bit and I would just rewrite and rewrite and stuff. But, 
uh, yes, I finally learned to just trust and not not move around. And I, I purposely didn't uh, have a relationship with the girls off camera, which was very difficult for me because I like to play around with the crew and blah, blah, blah. And this was like, I'm not doing that. I got to stay in and, and be this guy only. It was, you know, playing. A I, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, you know, yeah. the, the, the show where you play this basketball coach, by the way, I should give you a plug here. The show. Well, you've is, given me a two-hour plug. plug now. Yeah, well, it's called Big Shot. It premieres this Friday on Disney+. Plus. But the sh in the show, yes. there's all these, you know, young uh, high school girls who play basketball for you. And I was like, oh, no, John doesn't need that kind of shit around him. This is going to be hard for John because, you know, let's yeah. face it, you have an effect on women. But they play it nicely. Well, They're like, they keep talking about how hot the coach is, which makes sense. But I was wondering, that's interesting. You purposely stay away from them so that you can act like you're their teacher. In other words, you don't want to get too familiar with them. Yeah, and you know, he this character was a guy who, you know, who was on it said it on the page. Nobody liked him. He was unlikable. He was crabby. He was he was not a people person. Uh and he was he, he you know, he really felt like you know, it was a demotion for him to have to go teach to you know, to coach girls, you know. And who knew like right now we sh we did the show like a year and a half ago. We shut down quite a few times because of COVID. Who knew that right you know this month the uh, you know in the, in the headlines would be the uh, women's basketball team. You know the NCAA have shittier you know uh, workout rooms than the men, and uh, this pandemic would come up and we'd have to you know have great you know television shows right now. I mean it's a show about a guy who you know who 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 lets go of his preconceptions of, of what women are and what kids are, what basketball is. And, and actually, uh, you know, changes, he fights the change, but he, but he's lets it go. Right. No, it's a good and part for you because it kind of mimics, it mimics your life now. I mean, you've got, you've straightened out your life. You're li you're living a different kind of life. And then in the show, you're learning how to, you know, relate to these girls, not to be a hard right. ass. You're right. opening up to and your daughter on the show. That's a nice, that's a nice relationship between you and the, uh, the girl who plays your daughter. I, I love what it. I, I think the show's so got tons of heart. That you can see his confusion. You can see him trying to run away. You can, you know, it's all there. That this isn't yeah. the easiest thing in the world. These aren't the easiest choices. And right. I love hey, John, it. That's right. John, I got to interrupt the conversation. On our phone is Brian Wilson wants to say hi to you. Brian, hello. <laughs> hi. Hi. One, two, three, four. I've been in this. Can you believe this? Hi, Brian. Brian. Brian, yeah. uh, genius. You're a genius. Uh, I, I double that. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Brian. I, I knew you'd like that. I was, so hoping you... would, I was hoping he would come in. To learn to be a father, too, as you were saying, Robin, like that, that evolves. And by the end of the, by the, like the 10th episode, he, he, this is a great speech where he says, I get it. I get it. Now it's about sacrifice. Uh, you know, sacrificing your own needs for your child. And, and at the end of the day, you don't get a ring, you don't get a, a trophy. But what you do get is, if you do it right, is a, a more loving, a more caring, a more kind version of you to leave behind the world. And that's, you know, that's cool. My dad I, just found this. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Well, oh, so what are you showing me from your dad? You you you, you went over and grabbed this. Uh, what is that on the You grabbed something off the wall. Well, he, he, and I, I he, he was, um, he never wrote, and again, he didn't say "I love you" a lot because he. My mom did every, you know, two seconds. You met my mother. Yeah, she would say "I love wonderful. you, I love you." Um, yeah, you did too, Rob. She loved you guys, yeah. and she would say, um, "She would say." My dad would say, "You overuse it. You, you know, say I love you all the time it doesn't mean anything." So we were in. Um, I was doing a movie in Yugoslavia when it was Yugoslavia, and I got to bring them. And he, when he got home, he he wrote a letter out, which he very 
rarely wrote any faxes to me. And I read it then and whatever. And then when he was dying some 15, 20 years later, I was, uh, I was digging through his stuff. He was a very humble man. He drove the same car, just put a new engine in it. But he, you know, made sure my, you know, my sisters went to college and my mom had a great life. And, uh, so I was looking for anything. He didn't, but I saw the bottom of this letter and it said, I love you, dad. And I said, what the hell? Like my heart just stopped. And I was, what is this? And I, and I read it. He said, dear J, A, A, he wrote ABC. First, I want to thank you for the opportunity to have a great trip in the view of Europe. Without you, we surely wouldn't have done it. B, you made me so proud those three weeks that my chest is about 60 inches, uh, wide right now. And, and, and the way that you handled all the people around you was fantastic. You are truly head and shoulders above everyone else. And he said, see, he said, life isn't very long and a man doesn't have many great moments, but you have given me many. Thank you. I love you. This was beautiful. And you frame that, put that on a wall. Uh, does it, does it kill you inside that your dad isn't around to meet your son? Yes. Yeah. And my wife was so generous. To, I said, I want to name him after my dad. She said, great. Bill, Bill, it is. He's more like my mom. He's, he's, he tunes into you. He's, he's so charming. And so I think he's awake. I should get him up here. He, um, he, he loves bits. He loves, uh, sight gags. He loves shtick. We, we've been watching Bill Irwin lately, the great, you know, mimic that we worked in. Bye bye, Birdie. Sorry, I heard you. Let me ask you something. When you okay. name your kid after your father, every mm-hmm. time you say his name, do you think of your father? Yeah, sometimes. You know, not every time, but yeah, for sure. It's hard though, but, right? Yeah, because... for sure. Yeah, it's hard. But I mean, and I, I, I know my mom, we always talked about having a, a kid and naming, you know, naming him Bill. You know, um, I realized I, I interrupted you before. Uh, oh wait, go ahead. I you were going to finish a lot. No, I have no, to I, say I, I've been you, interrupting. No, no, you inter- I interrupted you because we haven't spoken in a while. But you, I don't yes. think you ever did tell the story about when you were drumming for the Beach Boys and Jimmy Page mm-hmm. got up and played with the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. I don't think you told it on the show. But if even if you did, it's a good one. It's that oh, <laughs> every, I remember, like like Jimmy Page was with you. And he asked you a musical question that you didn't know the answer to. Well, he and, was, no, I did. He, he was, he was joining, he was going to, and he hadn't played in a long time and he was going to sit and play with the Beach Boys this thing. First, we, first we were in Philadelphia and that was for like a million or a half million and a half or something. And then we took a bus and went to DC for the nighttime show. But it was, I was best friends with the guitar player, Jeffrey Foskett. And he was uh, in charge of teaching Jimmy what keys songs are in. So he said, you want to come with me? I'm like, sure. I, was, I think I was 19 or 20. We get there and Jimmy says, uh, you guys want some you know, Jack Daniels? You know, and I'm like, uh, do you have a light beer, Mr. Page? And my friend got, uh, was talking to the roadie and they were playing with one of his guitars and they went in the other room. And then I'm sitting there with Jimmy, just me and Jimmy Page. And there were these anvil cases everywhere, which I thought were guitars, but they were like whips and, and, and you know, devil shit. And he looked at me and said, okay, what, uh, what key uh, do we play uh, Bob Ram? What key is that in? I said, uh, F sharp. I can't fucking solo an F sharp. So he's yelling at me about what keys the songs are in. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, fun, fun, fun? Uh, he's taking e it flat. out on you. I can't fucking solo an E flat. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jimmy but, Page. He can't play Jimmy an Page. E flat. Come on. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, that's, but that, that was Can that was you cool. believe yeah. you played drums? No. Like with Jimmy Page on a stage. That's fucking no, insane. Who, John, who is the best drummer that ever lived? Was it John Bonham? I love Bonham, yeah. Is he the best? That is my favorite. Well, there's no best. Like I said, you're the best at what you do. There's no Bonham's great. These guys, Steve Gadd, Billy Cobham, like these guys. Um, there was, there's a lot of different good guys. Um, 
Grohl. By the way, da- uh, Taylor lives down the street here too. Uh, you, wait, Dave Grohl say, lives near you. I, I know no, Howie Taylor, Mandel. Taylor, Howie, Taylor, I know drummer. Oh, Taylor lives down the street. Yeah, Howie's down the street too. Yeah, um, yeah. I got to play with uh, Fogarty. You know, he he was a friend of mine knew him, and his daughter got hit by a car. She was okay, but uh, he, my friend Roger, said, "Could you Fogarty wants? Can you go say hi to Fogarty's daughter and give her some encouragement because she's just gonna be." I said, sure, I'd love to meet Fogarty. Went over and said hi. And I said, you know, we're having a Christmas party for Full House in a couple of weeks if you want to bring your daughter. Okay. And I always had a band playing. And then, so he comes, comes in with his daughter and we're playing. And I, and I walked over. I said, I don't want you to feel like I invited you just to play, but I don't want to be rude and not ask you to play. And he hadn't done, that was a time too when he hadn't done any Creedence songs for a long time. He was pissed off at everybody. And he said, uh, could I? I'm like, yeah, you can. He comes up and, and he gets, and there's like a t- dumb cast party. There's like 20 people, 100 people there at a Mexican restaurant. And he, he looks at the band and says, do you guys know Proud Mary? Did, yeah, we know him. And then, and then he came back for another party. And then he, it was his birthday. And he said, do you want to come? Okay, great. And then he had a little band set up and he said, uh, so come up and play. So I'm playing. And I really, I wasn't that familiar with Creedence songs, but I learned. And in the, you know, we finished the song and then he looks out in the audience and there was, again, it was like 75 people there at the most. He goes, Bruce, Bruce. I'm like, no way, man. Springsteen gets up and just, you know, we do 10 songs together. I just hmm. couldn't believe it. 10, <laughs> 10 Bruce Springsteen songs? No, he wanted, we tried to get him. I think, I think John tried to get him to do it, but he wanted, he, he idolized John. I don't know if he still does, I'm sure. And you could see when John was singing and he was just staring at him. I have a video of that too, because every, you know, it was one of those party videos. And that was a good one. I'm sorry. I well, John, well, John Fogarty is like one of the greatest you know, songwriters of all time and, and singers yeah, and performers. Man. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, though, I don't understand something. If you're yeah. not that familiar with Creedence songs and he starts playing, how do, what do you do? You just kind of wing it or, you know what I mean? There are spots where you have to know what you're doing, right? Yeah, the ba- I remember the bass player was really cool. He sort of, you know, chewed me in. But you can get through songs if you're decent. You so I love that you're so, you're so fascinated with musicians and song how people write songs i love listening to you with with musicians but you could you've learned so many new things as a and as an adult and people should listen to this why don't you learn how to play guitar i'll tell you why just think of it as a as a a, a camera think of it as chess well six years ago i decided i i I was at a fork in the road i decided Mm -hmm. well i looked at my life and i said i want to be good at two things i want to really be good at guitar yeah and I want to be really good at painting. And so I started to study the guitar and I got into it. And, oh, yeah. uh, but, and I started to study painting and I realized if I was going to be good, I had to choose one or the other. And I decided on painting because that just seemed more important to me to be able to go somewhere and look at right. something and turn it into art seemed and but it kills me i wish i had had more time in my life i think if, well, you did kid, that now just move on to guitar. no 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 <laughs> you you got to if you're going to perfect something i want to be really good at painting i'm not really good at it i'm i'm okay i want to get better because i'm running out of time you know what i mean I you could do. do you think Speaking about that running time? Out of, yeah i think about it all the time i just don't mm-hmm. have enough time that's why your your father's letter and I'm, I'm letting it sink in now is so moving to me if my father would have written a letter to me like that i it would have melted me i i you think he's I, he's proud of you now i think he's my father's it. proud what i've done but you sure. know the idea that your father took the time to write that letter and say my chest is swelling with pride <laughs> over you 
for a man to hear that from another man is really important. You know, that, that can yeah. change your whole life. Yes. Uh, I, I think that letter, I, I, I don't blame you for framing that on the wall. I w- believe me, I would frame it too. And my mom wrote letters too, and I found those after she died. You know, Do you write your kids letters? I do write my kids. I'm very, very close with my kids. I, at least I, I, I think I am. I think they'd say the same thing. We, we talk yeah. on the phone regularly. We Zoom. We do, you know, now with mm-hmm. COVID. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I, one of the reasons I went into therapy is I didn't, I wanted to be a different kind of father. I wanted to learn how can you be a good father. And what, um, what were some of those tools? Well, specifically, you have to put aside, first of all, your narcissism. You cannot be thinking of yourself. You got to be thinking of the kids and what would be best for their growth and their development. And particularly for people like us who who have a show business career, we're so used to the spotlight and grabbing the spotlight that um, you got to let your kid grab the spotlight. Yeah. And how are you going to how are you going to say no to yourself? Um, uh, when you want to, when you that urge, you're right. Yeah. Like, like you learn to say no to substance and no to all these women. Mm-hmm. But I was like, could I say no to not wanting to grab the spotlight from my kids and have them just sit there and admire me? Like there's someone in the audience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that, that's part of the lesson, I guess. There's a whole bunch of behaviors you have to change or, or, or get introduced to. Right. Did you go to their events if they had sports oh, yeah. or school stuff? Or, sure. Yeah. Always, yeah, I always win. But uh, you know, there's there's so much to it. That's why I yeah. think anybody. I wish in school they teach people how to be a parent. You know, yes, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what their relationship is, like, stuff. Lessons. There's so yeah. much missing from school. Yeah, they give you a bunch of crap that you can hardly use and will never use. Gee, but the stuff you need, really they good. don't give you. I yep. remember saying yep. that when I was in school. I was like, well, t- teach me something that I, they said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's about learning and having those muscles. I said, well, how, let me have those muscles about something I'm going to use in life, like dealing with women and, and checkbooks <laughs> right. and stuff, you know. Hey, John, let me talk to you about this for a second. So when this whole thing okay. was going down, uh, and I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it. Cut me off if you're not. But when this whole thing was going down with Lori Laughlin, you know, with the Laughlin. Full House thing, you know, I mean, you, Laughlin, you worked with her for years on Full House. She's the mom yeah. on Full House. And then this whole this whole thing happens where the controversy of her daughter uh, Olivia Jade and I know you know the family I've seen I watch Olivia Jade's YouTube channel all the time I know. and I saw you on there with it I mean, you've, you've been on it yes <laughs> you're close yeah. with them was it how awkward was it for you because I'm sure everybody in the world was asking you hey did you visit Laurie in jail did you have John yeah. what what do you make of this are you mad at Laurie for doing this with her kid well do what do you do you just shut up and avoid the whole thing or yeah. Is that what you did? I tried. Yeah, I tried. I mean, people still, you know, even the other day someone asked me about it. I, I, I think, you know, it's behind them now. I think they feel they, 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 they're both out and, and they're both very sorry for what they did. I, I don't want to speak for them because, but, right. um, it was hot. It was, it was, it, she's one of my best friends and to, to see right. all that you know, going on. I mean, she was the last person. You, you, I think you've met her with me. Or, she's the last person, certainly from Full House, that you'd think would, you know, be having right. to go to jail. It should have been me, Jody, maybe, but <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but you not sure, her. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it was, you know, it was really difficult for all of us. It was very, it was, it was sad. And, and for the long, you know, I remember when it broke, I was up really early and someone sent me something and I didn't even understand it. And I, and I called her, she was in Canada and I said, uh, what's going on here? And she said, oh, you know, something, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get a hold of Massimo, but I can't get a hold of him. And there was this guy, you know, uh, she was sort of vague about it. And, and to her at that, at that moment, 
Uh, and she didn't know. I think they'd come and arrested her husband. <clears throat> she didn't realize. I said, did you hear that? Was there a beep? And she said, oh, yeah, they're probably bugging my phone. I said, but no, I got to go. I'm in the canyon. You know, <laughs> you got up. enough problems. Really? And then I turned the news on and it was blasting everywhere. <clears throat> and there was this new, I said, are you, are you watching this news conference? And she texted, I have a text. So what news conference? I said, oh, on TV. I, she said, well, what channel? I said, every channel. Turn on the right. TV. You know, it was, so it was that. And I think, you know, and then we, we, I didn't really know what, what happened. I mean, you'd hear, you'd watch the, the news, or you, but it was, it was, it was really hard. It was, you know, you know what, you know why it's them. hard? Yep. It's hard on them, but it's also hard on you because like all of a sudden now people are waiting to see if you'll defend her actions. Like yeah, all of right, a sudden right, you're exactly. a part of the story. You just worked on a show yes. with her, you know, you know, exactly. and then suddenly yes. you don't know what to say. And, and you know, I, I would, the fact that you picked up the phone and called her, I always think this is how my brain works. And this is, my, this mm-hmm. is why I'm not a good friend. I always think you people are. don't want to be bothered when something bad is going down. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't yeah. have picked up the phone and called Lori because I'd be like, well, she doesn't want to hear from me right now. She's probably in hell, you know? I, 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 and then when you get on the phone, what do you fucking say? I never know what to say. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that call was, was bef- yeah, I didn't know what to say either. I was like, what's happening? And, you know, um, yeah. but you are a good friend in different ways. You do it in different ways. You're just different. But I'm sure Robin can attest and everybody on that show and Absolutely, Ralph. And yeah. Like, you, you are a good friend in a different way. You don't do it like that. that that's okay. You know, he's you, even a good you, friend in that way. He just isn't aware yes. of it. Hey, by the way, who called me two weekends ago and, and just b- babbled on about my show better than my mother would? You know, you and Beth. So what happened to us? What, you and I, were, we used to hang out a lot. I mean, what, why do you think yeah. we lost touch? Is it my fault or is it your fault or is it both of our fault? Well, here's the deal. It's exactly what you just said. Like, I always think like, oh, you don't want to. He doesn't want to hear from me. I'd email you once in a while. I would tell you how great you are. You, when you were on Letterman, uh, that, 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 you know, his new show on Netflix, I just was so blown away how beautiful you were and how honest. It was the best interview I'd ever heard you. Remember, I wrote you a long letter and you said you were going to yeah. frame, frame that letter, Howard. Pretend like I'm your father and frame that email that I sent you. Well, you want to know something? I will. And I'll tell you why. That I'm is. I'm Matt Gates here this morning. Damn it. Yeah, come on. Look at you're not even bald. I mean, I mean, are you dyeing your hair at all, or is that your natural color? I do sometimes. You do. You color it a little. Yeah. Yeah, Well, good. I'm glad you're going gray. I mean, something. Do you just do it yourself, or you go? You must go to a professional. No, I just put a little stuff in. I'm usually really? I'm with all these younger girls on everything. And anyway, sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you about uh, about the letter I wrote you. No, the letter you wrote me. I've got to learn to do more of that. Like, you wrote me this beautiful letter. Why not take that letter and get some of what I need from that? You know what I mean? I, it, it's yeah. a good way to look at it. Do you still it. have it, Howard? I threw it out uh, immediately. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, no, I so emailed you. No, of course I do. I have the, I have his, I have, I, as a matter of fact, I really do have John's email uh, that he wrote me. But I always felt that I was bothering you. And, and in fact, like, that's why I haven't been on the show in a long time because I don't know. I sometimes I just don't think I'm, first of all, I always thought I was the worst guest for your show because I just didn't give up the goods. And now you're not, you know, you don't prize much and now I don't give a fuck. So, uh, but <laughs> we're I, in the I, perfect place. Right, this is great. right. But I, but um, that's why I just think I, you know, it's the same thing. Like I don't, he doesn't want to. I don't want to. And I don't, I'm not in New York much. I, but I know that you, that Beth and and Caitlin would be, you know, friends. Uh, but yeah, you don't reach out much. But that's, but but it's the same. So thing. it's I my like fault. I, I don't want to bother. I you. probably should have no, reached out to you. I remember seeing you after the the whole rehab incident at a restaurant. Remember, and you were like, "Oh shit, I should have I should have checked on you." Huh? And I said, "That's okay." But you said you didn't know. I think you were speaking about that earlier too. I was good at hiding 
that kind of stuff. Anyway, no, um, I I might have known. Like, a, I mean, listen, we had hung out enough that I kind of yeah. could detect when you were feeling a little out of it. But yeah. I never knew you had a real big problem or anything. I didn't know you. You know what I mean? I didn't know yeah. that. And and and, and I would have. And also, sometimes I feel like it's not my business. I mean, I wouldn't talk, talk to you and yeah, say yeah, you've got was, a yeah. problem. Right, we weren't close true. enough for me to do that. Right. But know? do you have a problem separ- uh, keeping together that, like, you do interview John and, you know, he's someone who comes on the show and a personal friendship? Yeah, that's what I should have done, John. I should have gotten you on the show and then done a, um, <laughs> uh, an intervention. <laughs> that would have right, yeah, really made you happy. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, Where's I was going to think... I, oh, but one thing. Um, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought maybe you didn't want to introduce me to your son because you don't want him to meet ugly people. He's so used oh, to seeing oh, good-looking oh, people. On. You know, I thought, you know, I might scare him. You know, you you undersell yeah. your the way you look. By the way, certainly now you've grown into you finally. Yeah, made, I'm very grown handsome. Into very <laughs> handsome. Very. You have beautiful okay. feet. John, I remember John. It's like beautiful was, feet. I was at his apartment one time, and and there was a there was a book of their vaca- their recent vacation, and there's all these beautiful pictures of Beth and bikinis, but and just Howard's feet. And then yeah. Beth in a bikini, Howard's all feet. All pictures in my house. All the pictures of me are Beth in her bikini with my feet. Yeah. And, uh, and we look like the perfect oh, couple. You're like, wow, you know, these are two really good-looking people. Look at this guy's feet. Imagine the rest of them. It's uh, very, very important. Listen, John Stamos has really done it all when wow. you think about it. I do think you should write a book, but the problem is you won't tell all. That's the thing. I know because, you know, it's um, your life. I mean, some of the things I know about you, unfucking believable. Oh, gotcha. Well, some of the things I know about you are unbelievable. The stories you told today, John, are great and endearing and, and give you a window. Oh, these are nothing. To a world that, uh, well, I'm just saying he could start with Robin? a book like yeah, this dude. interview. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just get he's that. got to spill his guts. I don't know how you get so much. You've written so many books. You too, Robin. I read, loved your book. I don't, I don't, uh, you know what? I'll tell you how you write a book. You and I sit down. I interview you, but I drug you, even though you're sober. Then you just spill. And then, yeah, like I give you a truth serum. And then you spill your fucking guts about what went on in that, that bachelor pad of yours. And I am telling you, you talk about a bestseller. I mean, <laughs> in the old days, you wouldn't have to drug me, you know, because because uh, you were uh, drugged. You had a way. You, yeah, that's true. You had right. a way of getting. You had a way of getting people to say everything. But but you know now it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I was so excited to come on today, and I, I just appreciate you guys being so kind. Well, to me. John Stamos, there's two things we have to accomplish before I hang up with you. Okay, I'll, number I'll, one, I'll we gotta really say, and I'm gonna say this again with peace and love. I'm not horseshitting my audience. John's new series on um, Disney Channel is fucking excellent. It is a heartwarming, fun show. I hope Disney would put it out just in one, you know, one big release like a. Yeah, because I watched all three episodes that I had back to back to back. Believe me, if the show was shitty. If the show was shitty, I would have watched one episode oh, and and, yeah, and then lied absolutely. to John about watching and the other two. And let me tell you something, yeah. Howard. These are usually the shows I don't like. Because usually think they're just poorly written and mushy, and they're, yeah. you know, tugging at your heartstrings so you can feel it. This isn't so, like that at all. This is really well done. And, oh, and the show so is much, called Robert, Big Shot, premiering this Friday on Disney+. Plus. And the other thing we have to say Can I say real fast, your, the reason I think Disney's, I, I heard, I was talking to the president the other day, he said, 
they don't dump them all at once because he felt that the conversation gets stopped. Like you'd say, like, did you hear what happened? But don't tell me. I haven't Wrong. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Wrong. Okay, tell, tell Guy doesn't something. know what the fuck he's talking about. Here's how <laughs> the conversation starts. If I'm into your show, I watch like 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 with all due respect to Disney uh, Plus, uh-huh. I, the biggest streamer right now too. Right. Oh, yeah. And by the way, even even as much as I'm enjoying that new Marvel thing that they have up there now, they're doing it in segments. I forget to watch them. And they also right. have to work on their uh, downloading part of their app. I oh, recently really? went somewhere and I could not download my third episode. Now, uh, uh, okay, I can be a little critical because mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm please, promoting. Please. You're big but in show business now. That's right. I'm oh, yeah. in show business. <laughs> but with John's show, I strongly recommend the, the buzz will occur because people can watch it and talk about it. Don't do this stupid shit with releasing one a week. It's a big... I, you, I know you're worried you want to be different than Netflix. Don't, no, hey, but I don't have control Netflix. over that. I don't care. Yeah, Not I you. I'm, I'm yelling at your your boss at Disney. Hey, he knows who he is. About it, so. um, but you're anyway... listening today. Listen. Yes. You did a great job with the show. I, I predict you'll be doing a lot of those shows that, that you're going to go. You're going to be renewed. It's very, very good. You did a good job. You did a great job. So you're, you're good. You're good in my book. Now, Thank you. The other thing we have to say is your boyfriend is on the phone. Who? Who's your boyfriend? Ralphie Boy. Ralph. No, 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 no. Ralph oh. Straight. High yeah. pitched cool. Eric. High pitched oh, Eric. God. Is it his birthday today? I believe so, and he thinks you're the sexiest. You know how many times <laughs> no, this guy's yeah. jerked off to you? Come on, honestly. Mark, he likes Mark Wahlberg, not me. No, he... he hey, hey, what's up, Stamos? Hi. Hi, hi Pitch. How <laughs> are you? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Hey, hi, Pitch. Yes. Hi, Pitch. Um, who... Okay. If you're on a boat with Donnie Wahlberg and John Stamos... Yes, and you and you have to get rid of one of them. You, you, you who do you get rid of? Because uh, the boat's Donnie sinking. Wahlberg. You get oh. rid of Donnie Wahlberg. All right. <laughs> yes. And what that would you do? To, and what would you do to John Stamos sexually? Seriously, what is your fantasy with him? Okay, and I know you're on. not gay. Gonna, Go ahead. I'm gonna throw up. I would, I would do. A, I would do a week around. Huh? You would reach. A, he would give you a reach around, and what? You would play uh-huh. with his penis. Yes, and I would let him play with mine. No, Aren't that's you not nice? Gonna... <laughs> uh, John, don't get him tight. Over... It's a fantasy. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. And I will come all over him. Oh, oh come on. Oh, we were God. doing so well with this interview. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm figuring? Blue Bloods must be on hiatus because you didn't get kicked right. off the boat, so he's being all bold. Uh, by the way, uh, high pitch, is low pitch there, and does he like John Stamos, or is he just into girls? Oh, listen, High Pitch loves John Stamos. <laughs> right, Low Pitch, but what about you? Oh, yes, I love John Stamos. Wow. And that's you something. do? So, yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. What do you want to do, oh, Howard? <laughs> yes, High Pitch. Oh, oh Howard, Friday is my 50th birthday. Amazing. All right, would you, would, all right. That. Well, your birthday gift is you got to talk to John, who you're, you know, who you're attracted to? Isn't yeah. that nice? Do you remember that last time when I came on? That bit was so funny. Where, where I was trying to keep a secret. For, I mean, do you remember that that I told him that Beth and I had did something? And yeah, yeah. The, the plan was to see if he wouldn't tell you, and he didn't tell you. He didn't. Right. He kept it a secret. Loyal to me. Yeah. yeah. He was good oh, to yes, you. Yes, 
And I, and, I, and, I, and I forgot the bit. Right. All right. All right. Hi, Pitch. Enough okay, of this, thanks, John. I, I don't want to hear Yeah. Not only is his voice high. <laughs> he wasn't high. really loyal. He forgot what you said. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the poor guy has the, the, you know, that terrible high voice and, and it's, and also a lisp. Like he got. It's not, he didn't get handed not, what you got handed in life. Let's no. be honest. You know, well, I'm John, it's not that. nice of you to comment on the failings right. or the laughs <laughs> yeah, of, of other people. I know. Yeah. I love, I, he's very handsome. Um, <laughs> so, John, I know you, um, um, you're, you're doing a lot of publicity. What you, did you do, Jimmy? You did Jimmy Kimmel last night. I'll watch I you. Jimmy last night. I had this go? idea to have, um, to have Guillermo. So I was going to do it. I had to do it here, so I thought it'd be funny if if uh, Guillermo's like missing from the studio, and 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 turns out like he's hanging out with me, and he couldn't come in my house because of COVID. So I pitched this idea that we did where it. Jimmy says, "Did you uh, did you what did you do during the pandemic?" And I said, "I shut things down, just me, my wife, and my kid. That's it. I didn't let anyone in, no one out." And then, oh really? He said, "Well, I just saw something on Guillermo's uh, Instagram, and we shot for like a full day out here of, of him and I, like frolicking in the grass and going to bed <laughs> together and cooking and swimming and and at the, the, we were trying to come up with an ending. And I asked Caitlin, so we live in a horse horse community. You you, you like horses, right, Robin? Are you a horse? I love rider? horses. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Caitlin, do you have a can, can, do you have any friends with a horse? She goes, well, hold on. Oh yeah, my friends will be over here in ten minutes." Guillermo had never been on a horse, and I, I'm not kidding you. I, I should show you the video. He, I almost killed him. He got on, and the <laughs> horse got spooked, and everybody ran in, and that made the horse crazier. And he, you know, oh, I'm pulling the thing, but it was that. That was a bit. It was great. Jimmy was great. Well, Jimmy, feel- has, Jimmy has gotten to this place where he, you know, he started off fine. He was a little pudgy. He got his thing over the years, and then this last five years with, you know, being a hero for his son and, and uh, universal health care, and you know, I think helping Biden get elected. And he, so he has all that weight going on and, and certainly brave to do that because he, he pissed off a lot of people. And now he's just funny with all that, you know, weight to him and that depth. I, I love he's in the best zone ever right now, I think. You know why I love you? You go, yeah, Jimmy started out. He was a little pudgy. You know, I know. I love that. I love that. I love that. was wrong with him. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy was pudgy. That's, that's a funny no, word, no, too. No. Pudgy, pudgy is funny. That <laughs> <Very> <laughs> that's, funny. It's good stuff. And then, and then you, you did uh, Kelly and Regis, right? You did the Kelly and Regis show, too. Yeah, it's Regis, I think, Regis. passed away. But um, Of course it's Regis. <laughs> you know that I tried to I tried to broker a friendship, uh, I mean, a, a meeting between you and Ryan years ago, and it didn't fly for some reason. I know that. Ryan. You didn't have to broker yeah. anything. I know Ryan Seacrest and I have met times. He's been on the show. I goof when? on. Oh, yeah. Time. Years ago, he did the show. Years ago, I goof, yeah. I mean, I goof on him. You know what right. I mean. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because he's a radio guy. And so, but he has a tremendously right. successful career. Tremendous, I watch American yeah, right. Idol. I bet you I'm the only guy watching that thing still. I'm watching it. Um, listen, I don't listen. The fact that he's been around a long time. And quite frankly, I'm jealous. I mean, he yeah. doesn't really have to do all that much in terms of, you know, <laughs> sitting there and worrying about his show. He can just kind of like announce and do his thing. And, you know, this is the American Idol. Mm-hmm. He's good well, at he's, it. I'm not putting it. He can take most of what he does. Can Are you friendly you with him? Yeah, I know him. Let me. I've known him. You know, I've been around for almost forty years now. But let me ask you this: You and and the fans out there wonder, like, who who? When are you going to sit back and go? I, I'm happy with my success. And what do you mean? I mean, look at well, like retire. Retire? Like you could no, not retire. And you know, the, the the best thing about this pandemic is you're never going to retire now because you don't have to leave your house. <laughs> yeah, gonna, if I don't have to leave the right, house, I might gonna, as well uh, come down yeah. here. And do it, so. Right. But are you satisfied? Like you. You have to be because we want you to be. 
What do you? Well, I don't even understand the question. Are you satisfied with your career? Is that what well, you're saying, John? I don't know that yeah. I am. I feel I feel like there was more I could have done, but you know, what? it is what it is. What? Um. Look, you know, there were years ago when I had the production. Okay. Recently, I would say, when I say recently, I mean within the last seven years, I've been offered opportunities yeah. that are mind-blowing, that yeah. uh, have been um, jobs, dream jobs, that I, if you told me when I was a kid that somebody would have offered me th- these jobs in show business, mm-hmm. I, I would have I thought you were insane because That's there were so many things here. Me. And I've said no to all of them mm-hmm. um, because, you know, look... It, I, I now value also having time to myself and time with right. my wife and my kids, you know, so there's not enough time to do everything I'd want to do career wise. So in a way, I think those game shows made it t- taken up too much time. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, the game shows. No, the, the, some of them were game shows. Yes. But there were other opportunities, acting opportunities that I've turned right. down recently. And some movies, I think you'd be your mind would be blown if you knew that I could sure. have had that part. And and it blows my mind that I could have had the part. Yeah. But. Um, I, I didn't have the time to do all of that, you know? So, yeah, I mean, but, but I'm happy with what I've done in my life with, with radio and everything. Absolutely. I'm satisfied. Right. So did and those you could things look across... happen too late in life, Howard? Those things? Yeah. No, not that they happen too late. I just, it's just, uh, look, they, they were, th- I'm fine. Everything's okay, fine. Good. <laughs> this is no, about you, not me. No, no, no. But, but I've learned interviews. And you, but uh, could, but you go home and tell Beth. Oh my God, I got this offer. I can't believe. If you would have yes. told me, I was when I was a kid. Okay, good. And yeah, then yeah. do you look across and see Paul McCartney? You know, saying that he loves you and these everybody. I mean, I, I think you've. I you love got everybody that you want to interview that's alive right now. No, now you've not everyone. I, I would love to interview Mick Jagger. Do you know Mick Jagger at all? No, never met him. <laughs> I met him. I was at my ex-wife and I were at a, a Stones concert and we were hanging out with Keith. Rich, uh, I mean, uh, with uh, Ronnie Wood, and and then and and everybody was partaking and stuff. And and Ronnie was like, "Come on, you got to meet Mick to, to Rebecca. You got to meet Mick." And and off they went. And I was like, "Where where Caitlin? Where, I mean, where Rebecca? Where is she? Where's she? Oh, they took her to see Mick." I'm like, "No!" Running <laughs> <laughs> like slow motion, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not you. No. Rebecca can meet Meg. Oh, yeah, don't you exactly. hate that? I mean, isn't it unbelievable? I cannot tell you how many guys. You know, they they they, they always are. Is that going on with Caitlyn too? Is are she always getting hit on all the time? Like guys think, eh, I can probably. She get doesn't it. see it. Does Beth see it? Like Caitlyn was like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't notice that. Oh, Beth sees it. Yeah, no, yeah I see it and I go nuts. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. It's crazy. Know. Yeah. How long have you been married now? I want to. Well, I got married two thousand eight, right? But we've been together over twenty years. Wow. What's the secret? You guys are best friends. I'd love to hear your. You know. You, you know what? This my, my. You know. First of all, to me, the secret is I'm talking about on my end again. Mm-hmm. Therapy, learning how to be a husband. That's number one. I mean, you, you know. Finding someone great, someone who you can love and adore. I mean, I, I just love that woman. I can't. I mean, no. we've been locked up in the house for a year, and I say to her, "I'm not seeing you enough." <laughs> I mean, and we're the only two people who see each other. It's That's incredible. how in, it's also, I'm intensely uh, in love with her, John. Yeah. And but I don't think I would have been capable of being in love with anyone if I hadn't had certain lessons in therapy. I'll call them lessons. 
And what are some of those? Give me a little bit. Because I need to be a better husband. Oh, man. We have to have this discussion off the air. I mean, because it's, okay. it's a huge discussion. And it, yes, it gets very personal. Yeah. You know. It's hard, isn't it? I, 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 yeah. I think it is hard because I think especially a guy in your position, you start to believe you can have so much. It's again about saying no to yourself. But you were able to say no to substance. So, yeah, you know. Oh, the, the, the temptation is not there anymore either for women. I, and, and it doesn't happen like, you know, like you guys think it happened. It was never it was never at the level of, of, of the way you talked about me. And that was not blaming you, but I think I had to – I think – I felt for a long time that I had to fulfill that, that, um, that I had to be that guy, I had to be that, that image, that coxman for people. Like they needed me to live vicariously through me. And I thought that was my responsibility, which is fucking stupid. And that's one of the things I learned in therapy is like, wasn't my responsibility. And it's okay to, to find some, I didn't, I, Caitlin by any means wasn't settling, but it was not, she was not the, in my mind, I think the type of girl that I was going to marry or end up with. But that's where discipline came in and said, maybe you you want the wrong thing. And that's why you're single in, in your 50s. So, you know, try a different you know route. And that was her. But well, I my, still have my, to work on being a better husband. But my life got better. Well, being a better husband to me is like thinking of the person you're with more than yourself. Yes. You know, that. And, and but but doing that is hard. I mean, let's be honest. But uh, I, I think you have to do that. And I don't know. I just feel like my life got so much better, you know, having this intense love affair. And in order yeah. to get that, you got to give up all of the excitement of meeting new people and stuff, too. You know, you got to let go yeah. of that fantasy. I don't have that. I, there was a moment in the in the new show and it's a, a private you know, high school and they're all in high school girl uniforms. Right. And it, it was a day when some event was happening and I got out of my car in the scene and there was like 200 extras in schoolgirl outfits. And I, and I, I didn't even really pay attention. I was like, Oh God, I'm getting old. I, uh, this is this bad. Maybe you're in But John, that's a great example. I find it liberating. I don't yes. walk in a room anymore. Like with that, like fever. Right. Like yeah, I yeah. just go, I, I'm in love with my wife. It's like, I can walk in a room full of women and just be, you know, I'm not on the prowl, you know, yeah. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, you know, it's just all too yeah. fucking, you know, it, it's, it's all too, it? it's liberating. It's and liberating. It, it, and it gives you time to do so many other things. The, the, the hard, some of one of the things that I deal with sometimes too, is like half the stuff I remember, or most of the stuff I would do was to get chicks. Like, to, you know, right. be famous. I love to be famous. I love, I play drums with a beach board. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, buy a big house. That was to get laid. Now I don't have yes. that issue. Yeah. And I can concentrate on, you know, more important things like my John, son and my life. And, you know, it, that is so true. And that whole fucking thing where I'm doing this to get laid, I'm doing that to get laid. It becomes a distraction. Yeah. It starts to become your totally. whole life. Well, and yeah, and, it, and you're hurting yourself and you're hurting these people you're with, too. It's, right, too, it, right. it's you're all using oh, he other. was going through it. It was um, awful it's, to watch. But, it, but it's, he was uh, like it, a, it, he was in a frenzy. But it's too much, John. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's taken me too long to learn all this, but at least I learned it. Me, and, too. Uh, I remember you said, like, you, if you're going to therapy, you got to do the work. Don't just go and, you know, fiddle fart around, right. you know. And I did. Um, like I was say? talking Robin, to. I was talking to Bill Maher about this and uh, because Bill's view is he doesn't get monogamy. He does not like he's like, in, you know, he has relationships with people and he's very, very happy. 
But he says kids. he doesn't want kids. That's true. Right. But he's but that, that's true. That's the big difference, too. But he says, you know, he goes, you and I are a lot alike. He goes, but I don't get your whole thing with marriage. And I go, well, I'm not sure I get your whole thing with not wanting it. Right. You know, so. Sure. I, I do feel that we're not meant to, I, I, I thought, I don't need anybody, I, I, you know, but we're not meant to be alone, I don't think. As we, speaking of which, Robin, are we, how, do we have anybody? No, we are alone and we love it. I know there you do, and I, and I believe you do. There are people who weren't meant to be, I do believe there are people who weren't meant to be with other people. I love right. people and I have right. very deep and endearing friendships and uh, all the experiences of life I want to have, but I never yeah. wanted that got it yeah yeah you know what john said to me off the air he says you know what's great about being married now i don't have to shower i don't have to brush my teeth i don't (laughs) have to clean myself at all i mean uh you know and and and, then i said (laughs) yes thank you for doing it for us today (laughs) (laughs) no you never would say that (laughs) but that's what robin loves about being single she hasn't showered in a month she loves it that's right but you look so healthy robin and you look so great you look well thank you i haven't really seen you and i'm you really do you know what People I heard? People are loving the show right now, guys. I mean, it's just, you're so settled and locked in. And, you know, we turn to you for during this pandemic, during the, uh, this presidency. Thank you, John. I think but I sat John, near Trump at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we you were at, at my the wedding. same table. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you yeah. did. <laughs> I mean, but I, but I, I mean, I loved having Trump at my wedding. It was great. I mean, I, I yeah, at a wedding, a he's fine. Yeah. Do you get political? Or, 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 I, I can't tell. Like, is is Mike Love and stuff? He's super conservative, right? Is he a Trumpy? Well, he 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 was, but but he was also you know campaign for Obama. So I think he's the oh. guy that you know best candidate. But um, uh, you, it was very interesting watching you deal with the whole presidency and Trump, and it was your friend, and you didn't want to alienate half of your audience. I'm sure, maybe even more. Uh, so it was fascinating watching it. I've never cared about politics. I wasn't into it. And then when this happened, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get into this, and I, I, I went nuts trying to learn everything. And what I've learned was that it's a shit show, and that um, it, it's flawed, very flawed, all of it, and it's sort of sad to, it weighs on you now, weighs on me now, anyway. Hey, you've I said this publicly, it. but I want to ask you about. The, yeah, of course. When you have a kid, you go, I want the future of this country. You're thinking about great. the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's no, right. you're absolutely right. Um, you've talked about this, so. Caitlin, when you married her, she had you take down all your naked lady pictures from walls all over your house. <laughs> Did you have now, a house full of naked women on your walls? No. What was going on with that, John? I'm, I really want to follow up on that. Really? I, I, yeah. All the brilliant things we talked about. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. No, it was like I had a picture. I had a like I have a, a, a picture of Marilyn Monroe that was taken by Milton Green. You know, she's oh yeah, of, that's famous. Half and shadow, that kind of stuff like that. But she. Maybe there was a couple other. I have. She was jealous of Marilyn. She wait a second. She was jealous of Marilyn Monroe. I know. It's like she died, Caitlin. You know. Yeah. She doesn't get jealous either. Yeah. No. She doesn't give a shit about my career. She give a shit about. Never watched. Oh Fallout. please, she's so good looking. My God, that Beth and I she's hung up the phone beautiful. and we were like, "Look at this! Look at what's going on with this family." It was like really <laughs> weird. Everyone is so fucking good looking. Great mother too. I, I you know, I didn't peg her to be the mother that she's turned. I mean, I think she was excited about being a mother, but boy, she's really good. It's a lot, man. Right. It's a lot, dude. She was, okay, right? Enough of that. All right. Has this been good? Stamos. Because yeah. it's uh, been great. It's let's the greatest interview ever. I think you are well, great. Well, 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 Listen, Johnny, Johnny yeah, boy, yeah, baby. We should stay in touch a little bit. I mean, it's been too long. It. You miss him? I do. Do I miss I do, John? I, uh, oh, I, 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 I miss mm-hmm. John. Yeah, sure. 
Sorry, Miss John. Well, you should tell like him your... that. You could just write I... that to him. Hey, John, I was thinking about you. I miss you. You know, I always me. fantasize. I, 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 I called, but I have that a fear. That was the most powerful call. I, I, that, I hadn't heard from you like that in years. And to, 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 like to, your hero called you and said you, he liked your show. Oh, and, and you too, Robin. You said you were crying in the show. I mean, oh, you know not, what? that's going to go. You know what I'm going to do? Forever. Uh, next time I'm with you, hopefully the pandemic will be over. We'll go to a restaurant. I'm going to jerk you off under the table. Okay. Uh, okay. There you okay. go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, why not? Reminds you of the good Finally. old days. Uh, as, as Robin and I have said before, and I've said it to John, I'm very proud of John's new show. I think it's terrific. John stars in Big Shot, premiering this Friday on Disney+. Plus. It is heartwarming. John's terrific in it. The cast is very good. The relationships are good. I like the whole a uh, theme of John being a basketball coach who is disgraced and has to now prove himself by coaching a girls' high school basketball team. It is very, did, very good. That's did it. Beth say she had a coach? She had. She was in. She was in high school basketball. She had yeah. a coach like me that yeah. changed her. Her. Yeah, Beth said to yeah. you on the phone that she loves the show because Beth played uh, high school basketball. In fact, um, could have gone on to college basketball, but went into uh-huh. you know her career. And uh, she didn't want to fuck up her face since they were paying her to be in magazines and yeah, shit. Yeah. So, and, you know, catalogs. So she, um, but but she said it really moved her because that whole experience was one of the greatest experiences of her life playing high school uh, basketball. She loved it. That's she great. did so. That, yeah, that, show had a lot of heart and it rang true to her. So congratulations, that, John. There's one other thing that's a big deal about this show and the writing. The kids are kids. They're yeah, not right. know-it-alls who are telling the adults what to do. They're, yeah, they're and it's going also through their confusions and their, their development and their anxieties <laughs> and insecurities. It's great the way it's and great. and 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 unlike porn, the kids look like mm-hmm. kids. Like you know how like when you watch um, <laughs> mother yeah, mother daughter porn, porn, you watch your babysitter. And, yeah, yeah the babysitter <laughs> porn, and the babysitter looks the same age as the adults. <laughs> and you know, this show, the the kids look like kids, and I like it. Why has porn gotten so into like having sex with your siblings and stuff like what, what is that who gets first of all let's because, because i watch the people who stuff. make it are pervs maybe that's yeah, no but let me say something go ahead i first of all it is never with your it's always with your stepsister or stepmother no, not always. no, no, no i don't no. know what Incest. you're looking at no uh, well no hold it. now you've stepped out of line oh. the porn i watch it's yeah. always it's always you know i go on you porn where do you watch porn I don't really watch that much. Okay, liar. Um, <laughs> I go, I go on YouPorn, and they yeah. have, you know, a stepbrother banging a stepsister, uh, yeah. the stepmother uh, with her son, you know, stepson, this kind of thing. I've never seen where it's actual mother and son. If it so did say mother and son, would you watch? No, and, and no, so you're I wouldn't okay either. with uh, Woody Allen and Sun Yi? That whole relationship was no, fine. No, 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 not no. at all. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is. Where are you seeing porn where it's mother and son? <laughs> you go to the wrong He's on sites. The dark web. <laughs> yeah. Ralph and I talked about. Uh, he said he was watching a lot of porn. He said that um, uh, he's seeing the same. He, he thinks he's seen all the porn <laughs> over the. <laughs> he ran out of porn. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He might be right. I think. Yeah, me too. I think. You're I think seeing I've seen some repeats up. now. Yeah, yeah. So when and, do you and, when do you watch it with with Beth? You know, right? No, she, you, Beth doesn't like porn. She's uh, against it. Not against right. it, but she doesn't want to watch it. But you know, not a lot. I mean, listen, Beth and I have a healthy sex life, but once in a while, I watch it. Sure. 
Okay. Uh, Not a shame. It's my fault. I've taken this interview into the toilet. It was so good. We, we were signing <laughs> off. And the, look, we, we, we've learned a lot are today. Are you with claiming that now that you're married that you are not watching porn and you're not jerking off at all? No, I didn't claim that. Oh. I have to sleep alone sometimes because I get up at early 4 or 5 o'clock. And so I, I, have, I sleep upstairs on occasion. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it helps you sleep. Is that is that a fart or are you coming when you went? <laughs> that was a quick. That was a quick come. Quick come. All right. All right. Yeah. Listen, John. It's good to know you still jerk off. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Listen, we've heard it all. We've we've got we've it. heard it all. Signing. We've done it all. We've, we've done heard it, all. it all. And then you go on for John, another twenty minutes. Right, John. It was great seeing you, uh, and I guys. would like to stay in touch more. John stars in Big okay. Shot premiering this Friday on Disney Plus. It's always great to have the great John Stamos with us. Who has it done is it a all? Pleasure. We have missed you here. Oh, thank you. This is and, like uh, I can't believe this is happening because I I just love you guys and I, I'm, I'm thank you for saying all that. He is a Beach Boy and the star of a great new show on Disney Plus. Let's leave it at that. And uh, congratulations on your sobriety, on your marriage, on your child, on uh, everything that's going. Just sleep. <laughs> is that is that a fart or are you coming when you went? <laughs> that was a quick. That was a quick come. Quick come. All right. All right, yeah. listen, John. It's good to know you still jerk off. I like that. I like that. <laughs> listen, we've heard it all. We've we've got we've it. heard it all. Signing. We've done it all. We've, we've done heard it, all. it all. And then you go on for John, another twenty minutes. Right, John. It was great seeing you, uh, I and I guys. would like to stay in touch more. John stars in Big okay. Shot premiering this Friday on Disney Plus. It's always great to have the great John Stamos with us, who has it done is it a all. Pleasure. We have missed you here. Oh, thank you. This is and, like, uh, I can't believe this is happening because I, I just love you guys. And I, I'm, I'm, thank you for saying all that. He is a beach boy and the star of a great new show on Disney+. Plus. Let's leave it at that. And uh, congratulations on your sobriety, on your marriage, on your child, on uh, everything that's going great for you. And uh, unlike Jimmy Kimmel, you are not pudgy at all. Congratulations. <laughs> never I been pudgy. You know, I think <laughs> we would have been better friends if Jimmy had never come around. I think he took uh, my spot. In a but way, let's save it's it true. for the next show. Okay, next show we'll talk about, did Jimmy ruin my relationship with John? Did he's, I? He's the one. Right. That's it. All right. I'll, uh, I love we'll see you guys. Each other I really love do. Love you too. Thanks, John. Love All you. Right. There he is, John Stamos. Good looking boy. Look at him. <laughs> Mr. Handsome. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun to see John. And um, it's been a long show, Robin. We've done it all, as we, we say. <laughs> I was going to put this woman on. She wanted Stamos so bad. She's super hot, and she said she could break up his marriage. Ma'am, you say you want John Stamos very badly? Yes, sir. (laughs) And uh, you feel you could break up his marriage? Yes. Yes. Uh, If he took one look at you, he would leave his wife. Yes. Yes. And you would give him tremendous amounts of sexual activity. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Would you, yes, and would you give him um, uh, all of you, including anal? Yes. Would you swallow? I said, would you yes. swallow? It sounds like you have already. Yes. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, she told me that she uh, said that if John Stamos marries her, he can fuck her on every Disney ride in Disneyland. Oh, well, then mm-hmm. that's going to seal the deal. That will seal the deal. <laughs>
Yeah. Anyway, thank you, John. And uh, thank you, everyone. It's been a long show. We covered a lot of topics today. Uh, congratulations to Colton from The Bachelor. He came out uh, on Good Morning America. Yes, I will now have to go look at the video that goes along with that audio to see just exactly what he looked like when he was revealing all of this. You are a top yenta. I know that. You need to see all of that. So you're going to have a very busy day. All right. Thank That's you, everyone. Go look up that video. Uh, goodbye.